Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Foreplay, presented by Barstool Sports. We have the entire crew today. I'm looking at Frankie and Trent in studio. We have Lurch, who's in New Jersey, it appears, based upon your background and the sloppiness of that room. It must be one that you inhabit frequently. I'm in Scottsdale, and we have on this show... A, um, a huge interview. I'm actually incredibly excited myself to listen to this. I don't know if this is the first interview that I wasn't a part of at all, but you three were in studio with one of the great comedians in the world, Bert Kreischer. And all I've heard is that it went fantastically. Is this correct, gentlemen? Yeah, he was great. Uh, I'm a big Bert fan. I love Two Bears, One Cave. I, I follow a lot of stuff that he does. I've been following him for a while. So it was a, it was a true honor to have him in studio here with the three of us just chatting he, he's a very easy guy to talk to pretty much he came in with two coffees in hand ready to talk we threw him a couple questions and then he just kind of ripped for 45 to 50 minutes and i think we all had a pretty damn good time with it yeah it was fun he's um he can kind of just dominate the conversation you know what i mean he can just he's he's the host when he walks in he sat in the middle he's bouncing stuff off of us it's we're we are the passengers no matter what podcast he goes in I th- am i having a stroke with these lights this was actually happening. This we is were nice. having a tough time during It's Bert's a nice throwback to the Burt interview. We had a problem with the lights as well. So it's happening again, which is he, nice. Um, yeah, he's just yeah, a Yeah, you guys are dude, going. Man. You're brighter. You're darker. What's, go- what's going he's on just a, there? He's just a funny fucking guy, man. And like when he, he laughs, it makes you laugh. And there's just something about him that his aura just, he's got it. He's just got I it. I mean, yeah, he dominates. He he called his father at one point to like. Yeah. It's like he, he was offering up to call a few different people during the interview. Like we didn't just trust him, like in terms of what he said. But it was just amazing that he called his dad, put him kind of on speaker next to the mic and on it went. So it was the Burt Show for 45 minutes and it was a pleasure to be a part of. Well, I'm excited to listen. Uh, I, we obviously don't want to give too much of it away. This is going to come up in the second half of the show. Um, but yeah, in studio. It's nice to have uh, some in-studio stuff going on again. We had Bubba Watson. We got Bert. It's nice. So much better. It's light years better. It's impossible to do the same show over the internet. I mean, when they're here and they're in person and you're able to smack the guy when you tell a joke. And yeah. It's just so much. I mean, I was doing that to Bert. I'm like, you fucking believe this? And he's you're getting a little slapping. We're doing like some arm slapping. Yeah, I gave, I gave him a couple of arm slaps, I think. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, man. It's so much better to be in person. It's just how interviews are supposed to go. They, we obviously pivoted to um, over the internet during the, whole the pandemic. Did. The whole the whole world did, but I mean, there's no denying that the sauce is 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 being in studio with the people because it, there's just a vibe that you can't generate online. We came in on a Saturday, so credit to us. Credit to us. We interviewed Bert on a Saturday. That was when he could do it, and we came in, and it was like I said, people are going to hear it, but it was it was a true pleasure. I got was, a parking ticket outside for that. Did you? Yeah, I, I did park- too. Yeah. 118 bucks. You believe these fucking people? Ooh, mine was yeah. 65. Nightmare. Dude, <laughs> right in front of that? You're going to try no, to expense I, that? I don't you know can if expense that. No. I can't, can't expense, expense a parking stupidity. ticket, dude. I think so. Really? I don't know. I, um, Give it a shot. See what You happens. can expense a certain degree of stupidity, I would say, but I, where that line is, I don't know. Well, I was kind of running late because um, I don't know why I was running late, but I was running late. Oh, there was just ungodly traffic coming into the city on a Saturday. You know, sometimes they do these things where like only one lane is going to be open. Can we have a serious conversation? When you are late, which you've been late every once in a while. Yeah. Is there actual traffic or do you just leave? Oh, dude. Long Island traffic going into the city is ungodly. You can you can admit there's always more you traffic when you're late though. There's always more traffic. No, when you're late. dude, I because like I'm not an idiot. I know when to leave, right? So like if I know it takes me 50 minutes on in like 
with no traffic from my house to the city. I'll just like plan for that. And when I, I planned to get here around like 10, 45, 11 o'clock, the interview was at 12, right? 1130. Yeah. 11.30. So I planned to get here like 10, 45, 11. So I left around 10. I'm like, oh, I'll have more than enough time. Oh, no. Maybe I left. Yeah. I left around 10 being like, I'll have more than enough time, right? It's 50 minutes usually. You got and, here like 11.15 or so. But once I get on the parkway, it's like all of a sudden the numbers change. Dude, it's the only place on the wor- in the world where the GPS changes. Like you can search it. Like what is it right now? And then when you're in the car, it goes up. It's the only place on earth, Long Island, New York, going there from this from my house to New York City. It's the only place where the numbers go up instead of down. They constantly change. It does suck when you're driving somewhere and you're actively going in that direction and your ETA is going up. It's Dude, like the, the most new thing now, It's like, no, I'm working. It should be going down and it's new, like increasing. The new thing now is that you get a little notification saying yes. uh, seven minutes have been added to your trip. Oh. Yeah. And then it's like it, that keeps so that kept happening. And what happened was they closed one of the lanes to the tunnel. And you don't know that until you get up there. And I'm pretty sure the tunnel closed right when I got up there. All right. That that's good to know because there's been a trend where you are you are late to things and you say it's traffic. And I thought you were you felt the need to lie to us because you're like, Dude. these guys just think I I don't want them to know that I left late. Bro, it's traffic. You can tell us anything. It's traffic. Okay. I you know, actually I took a picture. I took a picture of traffic. The other day. Show me it. Look at this. Let's see that picture. 3.9 miles away from the office. What does that read? 43 minutes. That was the day. That's absurd. 3.9 miles. 3.9 miles. Could someone run that faster? Four miles under 43 minutes. No problem. Uh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No problem. I mean, what are we doing here? Shout out to New York City Marathon. Was this this past weekend? It was great. That's true, yeah. 26.3. 26.3. I think the winner was 208, I believe. <laughs> so this is 3.3. I mean, this is a breeze. This guy could be there and back. He could go get you a work coffee and come back. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're everybody's late at times, but I do think, Frankie, you're, you're late more than the average person, I would say. Yeah, I run late. I run late. I don't think that's an unfair thing to say. No, but it's not like I'm like late all the time. But when I am late, it's usually no. hectic. It's usually hectic. Have you ever I would say about, I would like, say that I'm have late. You ever baked traffic into your timing just in, in general no. that like I, if it's if it's always longer then like you should just always leave earlier than that. But the problem is it's just so it's so inconsistent or else I'd be late every single day. It's so inconsistent. My problem is when I am late it's usually because I made a misjudgment on like something like that like travel or it's not because like I'm sleeping in or I like didn't want to go or like I was just lazy to not leave the house on time. Like, it's always like there's always something that I made like a, a miscue on when to leave and like I'm doing stuff leading up to it. You know what I mean? Like it's always like, why did I do that? Why did I leave it this time? I could have just left 20 minutes earlier and now I'm, I'm feeling the pain. So I, I do have to be better on like baking things in. There is nothing worse, though, when you're looking at the clock. It's like going up or, you know, you're cutting it close. That's when the traffic starts to get the heart rate going. Like, that's where you're like, these fucking people, they don't get out of the way. You can't do anything like, about it. You have no, right. you can't do anything. You're right, looking exactly. at alternate streets. I can't streets. save the time if I wanted to. You're looking at, like, ways to go around. I'm looking like, oh my I, God. You start, when you start moving around the map and you're in traffic and you're seeing if side roads get you to the same <laughs> place, that's when you know that you're just in a bad spot. You're in a bad spot. And everybody's been there. And it's the worst feeling in the world because I'm, I'll even go. Almost in the wrong direction as long as I'm moving. Yeah. Like if I'm dead stopped, then the world oh, stops yeah. and I'm 
irate. I'm livid at everybody I'm looking at. at that I point. would rather have it take a couple minutes longer and me moving the whole time than be just stuck in traffic and get there like two minutes earlier. 100%. 100%. Yep. At least you're doing something. You're doing something. That's why sometimes, like, if I'm going north from New Jersey, I'll go way west of the city, knowing that it's going to take about – it's going to be a more consistent timing to get to Boston. Like, it might take me about five hours, where if I went through the city, like, I can get there in 4.30 with no traffic. But with traffic, all of a sudden, it becomes seven because nobody's moving on the merit in Connecticut, and it's the biggest nightmare in the world. So, um, yeah, you can't have – I would say that was probably the biggest factor for living in Manhattan when you work in Manhattan is at least you always have some control. Like even if it's a 20 minute run from your apartment or something, like you always have that option. When you don't live in there, you can just get completely fucked. Right. Like I know from my apartment to the office is a 33 minute walk. No matter what, I can get there in 33 minutes if I have to. If I'm feeling lazy and I take an Uber, sometimes it can take longer depending on traffic. But I know if I leave, if I have something at 12:30, if I leave at you know whatever 11:30, I'm easily going to be there in enough time. 33 minutes door to door for sure. The only negative, it's the worst place on earth. So it's like you know your time <laughs> from door to door, Agreed. but it's also the worst place on earth. Like, like. It's not. The f- it is, though. It really is, dude. Like, it is. For how expensive it is and what you get and, like, the just just how how insanely packed and disgusting the city is for what you – like, it, it should be a luxury. What you spend. It should be a luxury. in the middle of a home buying process the way he's talking about it right now. You know he's I just can't imagine people are living in little rooms for, like, what I'm going to end up paying for, like, a mortgage. Right. It makes me sick to my stomach that people live like rats. Like, like I get it. There was a video that was $4,000 a month. Like it's just fucking over the weekend. There was a video that went viral of um, like juice from garbage getting squeezed out in the back of a truck and people are like, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's a bad video. But then like the trade off is like I can have ice cream delivered to my apartment whenever I want. You can have that anywhere. No, you can't. Dude, I had a McFlurry. I had a McFlurry brought to my door on Long Island, East Meadow, Long Island last night. It took 12 minutes. He went to the fucking McDonald's. (laughs) There was no line, I guess. And he was at my door in 12 minutes. Faster than I think the city. But I would argue, though, like Long Island's better for that. Like Long Island, you're still in some degree attached to like a big city, a big city feel. People are used to big city accommodations. Like you do get into most parts of the country and it gets dicey trying to get shit. Like, you yeah. can get it delivered, but it's dicey. It's slow. You don't have that many options. Maybe they close down at a certain time after 10 or 11, it becomes tougher to eat. There are advantages, but I would also say, Trent, like I was a big fan of I believe, like, we, you know, Lurch and I lived in Boston for a long time before. We would always be like, yeah, I could go visit New York, but I can't live there. And then you move there and you're like, oh, actually, New York's great. I really like it. You start talking about the positives. Once you then move out of it after living in it, I think that you look at it as the worst place in the world and you can't believe that you justified it for a while, in my opinion. Just when you compare it to other things, it gets <laughs> sickening. It. When you compare it to I other do. things, I think the city's great. Like, being I back in it now, I, I was in it. But it's... After our bird interview, I, I stayed in, had just kind of a day in the city. It was great. And I was like, oh, my, I, I got to get back in the city. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know, Riggs. You've settled into the Scottsdale lifestyle. It's lovely out there, I will say. That's just another great place to live. Um, despite the summers, they're just unbearable. Uh, but, I like, the city, yeah, T, like your point of you can get ice cream delivered, you – I wouldn't even say it. You can get anything you want within 15 minutes if you live in New York. Like, anything. Which is the difference of... 
Like you could be on a Broadway show, then you're in some basement bar that you don't even know what's happening in there. And that's why I think the city's so cool. And there's just a blend of all kinds of people in there, all different ways of life, which is the city. Like you get outside that and then you just find your own kind of like group that lives in that area. There's one thing that Trent doesn't have that I know he really misses, which is driving around in a car. Oh, I do miss that. I really do miss that. <laughs> listening so to music, nice. listening to music in a car is the best way to listen to music. When new music comes awesome. out, I get in the car. Yeah, yes. is it it's great fantastic. listening to it when it's pitch black because the studio, I guess, through the lights just turn off. These lights it? apparently now have a mind of their own. We never try and fix them though. Like this, Pete. Um, no, it's like uh, whatever's happening, they don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's crazy how much darker your guys' room is than when it it was a minute ago. Like when I go home to visit, (laughs) I think I just threw Pete under the bus for that. I don't know. What is? I mean, sometimes I mean you just got to throw someone's name out there. These lights are yeah, they're unpredictable now. Uh, We got some in-house stuff, some in-house announcements to make. Um, Before we get to that, we're going to talk about the Owens. All right, nice. We like Owens a lot. Owens is really good. You guys got it. I got it. I even got a little transfusion logo. Hoodie on, which is coming out Black Friday. We'll talk more about that. But owensmixers.com, all right? These guys just figured it out. You pour the shit in with your favorite liquor of choice. You have an awesome cocktail. Everybody likes a nice cocktail. Um, if you like to drink, you definitely like a nice cocktail. You like new cocktails. You like to learn about different stuff. Um, we got tonic water and lime, okay? We got grapefruit and lime. We got margarita mix. We have our transfusion mix. This puppy's all over golf courses here. I was up at Greyhawk hitting balls earlier. Uh, cart girls driving by, they say they're slinging these things left and right. People are ordering them all the time because they're delicious. They're quick. They're easy. You don't have to guess, right? Nobody wants to guess on the proportions. You pour four different drinks. They're all different. They all taste different. They have different levels of, uh, uh grape juice or ginger ale or whatever. You don't have to worry about that with Owens Mixers. They're consistent and they're very simple. Um, and then owensmixers.com, you can go check out the store locator, pick a store. Uh, go pick it up, put it into your drink with liquor, and you have an awesome cocktail. So big thanks to Owens Mixers. Uh, okay, some in-house stuff. We've got this morning, Tuesday, when you guys are listening to this show, 8 a.m. Eastern, our ugly sweaters are going on sale. We got some great ones this year. I got this puppy right here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the, I really like that. Premium. Oh, Absolutely premium. It's crazy how good that fucking sweater is. Yeah, that's a really good one. And, and and sometimes like you're you think it's going to be that old school Christmas sweater wool where it's itchy and it doesn't feel right. There's something about this material that it's the most comfortable thing I've ever worn. Like when we put yeah, it that shocked on me, actually, because, like, you know, I get stuff. I don't get as much stuff like as you guys get being in the office and whatnot. But I got my hands on a couple of these sweaters and I was like, oh, man, this is not what I expected. Like, I thought it was going to be that, like, crunchy, pull it away from your neck type right. sweater yeah. that's like. Don't claw put your, it on my body because I can't claw deal with your it. chin off all day because you're just right, little, exactly. Little. It's super comfortable and they're just funny to like. They're great pieces of clothing. Like they're just fun to wear. They're so comfortable you could wear them to bed. I'm not even kidding. You could wear that sweater Ooh. to bed and you wouldn't feel a difference. It wouldn't itch you. What at do you night. usually wear to bed, Frank? What do you usually wear to bed? T-shirt and Tommy John's, like a white tee and, and Tommy John's. Is that Any, weird? Anybody else want to offer up there their sleeping attire? Um, I don't wear anything. Okay. Of course. I go about, <laughs> for whatever reason, we, we I go know. about naked half the time, I would say I go naked. Yeah, I'm what probably right the up there, half? too. Tommy John's. Nice pair of those silky Tommy John's I wear. Yeah, it's it's either boxer briefs or nothing at all. Yeah. So I'm, and sometimes I... My sometimes body's I, gross, but <laughs> everybody's doing it. Yeah. 
You don't ever go. You don't ever go birthday suit. Yeah, I mean, if I like, it depends on if I come out of the shower and I just <laughs> go right in there and then I get really tired. But half the time, like after I get out of the shower, I'll walk over to my dresser, I'll put on Tommy John's t-shirt, watch TV, and then like I end up falling asleep like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll like whatever I'm wearing to go get water by the water cooler or whatever. Like that's what I end up falling asleep in. Another sweater that I love that we that's on sale now is the Santa Elf one, where the elf is helping him read the green. Yep, I worked on that for a long time. It's a really good one. Yep, it was it was hard to get that one right, and we I think we nailed it. I think we absolutely fucking nailed it. I like Santa doing things. We're getting into the Christmas spirit. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Look at that thing. That one, yep. Santa and his elf are reading the shit out of that green and just I mean, Santa's stance is so perfect. It's 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 immaculate. It's a that really drawing. good one. Yeah, it's a real that's just like that's something that you want to buy because you want your friends to see how cool that ugly sweater is. Everyone struggles on finding an ugly sweater that's gonna be a conversation spe- a piece. That one for sure is gonna be like, Oh fuck, look at that thing. Where'd you get that? Because it's Santa reading a green. Like it's, it's Santa ugly. and his it's, boy, man. They're yeah. just trying to get the line right, trying to get the speed right. That's something that I would definitely buy if I was just in a store, like last minute shopping, going for an ugly sweater uh, party. Like I need to find something that's going to make make people talk. That's the one. So uh, Tuesday, 8 a.m. Eastern time, you're probably already, uh, that's probably already occurred and happened that time in in you know this world that we're living in if you are listening right now so go store up arsenalsports.com check it out and then black friday we got i'm starting to get a bunch of our shipments of our black friday stuff getting a little tease putting some teasers out there just be ready for black friday cyber monday we're gonna have a lot of cool shit um so be prepared for that and then november 23rd is our target date for our band and dunes travel show i think we have five episodes to come out a lot of people have been asking about that they're hungry they're excited November 23rd is the target date for those, and we'll just rip those right through the holiday season. Uh, so get geared up and get happy and excited and all that about that. Um, and then so tomorrow or today when this comes out, it's 20% off, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. just don't make the mistake that everyone makes and not get on this when it is 20% off, and you're going to need ugly sweaters. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to move past the ugly sweaters until we really hammer that home. You're going to go to parties this year. Right. The world's – it's happening. Like I, last ugly, year when we did this, you know, parties weren't happening right. as much. Ugly sweater parties are happening. You're going to be getting together with friends. You're going to want to wear something super festive with all the colors, and you're going to stress, and you're going to end up running to Marshalls the night before, and you're going to be trying to find something orange – I mean, orange – red and green, and you're going to try and find an elf orange. hat. You can go you can orange, go orange if you want, but my point is just don't make the mistake that I've made all these years where I just wait until the last minute. I don't get the thing I want. We're offering these awesome, ugly sweaters that are going to make you festive, and we're giving them 20% off. Get them now. Don't make that mistake, you fucking idiot. Ryan and Jeffrey and Alyssa, all right? I'm talking to you. Like, just fucking do it. Brittany. Brittany, you've been fucking slacking all these years, Alex. Alex, you've been a slack your whole fucking life. You just sit there and you wait, and nothing comes to you. Now it's time to grab life by the balls and fucking buy something. Just do it. Jingle balls, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I'm think not going to say a name. I also I'm think not going to say a name. because not going to say we'll, a name? We'll just, well, no, because then I think we'll just be here all day doing that. So I'm not going to. Or you can say I, a name. We is. won't be here all day. That's another option. Now I think we're waiting on you to say a name. What if you no, said a name and we're just infinite not. names? I think there's infinite names. You so won't we, join we in on this game this saying names. You won't say no one because name. I think I no. I think it's a slippery slope. You think the only so you think the only um, ending to this is that it just never ends. You don't think that you say one name and it's just over. 
you no, can't I see think a scenario there's a lesser chance. There's a lesser chance that we keep going if I don't say it. I'm telling you, if you say a name, I won't say another one. We'll drop it. I don't trust you. I don't trust That's you. That's crazy. We'll yeah. drop it right now if you just say a name. You're crazy. No, you won't. I don't think you can help yourself. I'm going to start saying names until he says a name. <laughs> Penelope. Bobby. Stuart. Patricia. I'm not oh, giving into this. You're I going hard care. on you the guys, peas. I know. I, just, I can't get off the peas, dude. <laughs> and they also think you're trying to make up for the peas Is that what you're doing? Christopher. Gabrielle. I think it's 20% only for today as well. It is. I could Enrique. Have made Emmanuel. All right. Michael. Matt. Uh, Victor Hovland won in uh, Mexico. Does that count? <laughs> Victor. Victor. There you go. No fun. <laughs> Before we get to Victor, I golfed uh, this morning. First time with the elbow. I wanted to How test it? it out. Shot 40, four over nine holes. Not bad at Played all. really well. First hole, um, you know, we played on the back nine at Rockville Links. First hole's a par three. Hit a nine iron to the center of the green. Just missed a birdie putt. I'm like, I'm back, baby. Next hole, driver. Driver hit right down the middle. Hit a fucking hybrid to the right side on a par five. Missed the green with like a pitching wedge. But like, man, I was just back in it. Swinging super slow. Like, cautiously slow. To the point where the super there, Luke was like, "Man, that's like your new sw- like that's the swing right there." You're that's so you're the doing abandon. You were swinging that way in band. That's the pocket. We've always been telling you to swing slow. Yeah, no, I know, and I think that it's still raw. Like right now, I play I played nine holes because I know we have some golf coming up. Like end of November and December, we're gonna want to schedule some things. So I'm like, I have to play. Rockville's the place I go on Monday mornings. Had my dad out there. Had future and father in law out there. It was nice to get out there. I mean, fucking sixty degrees this morning. Really nice. I mean. Can you think of a better time to play golf with the fault with the leaves all on the ground? It's got that fucking feel. And in the morning, Luke was like, I'm gonna hit you up if there's a frost on the ground and you might not be able to come. I woke up, it was like fifty five degrees at eight AM. Like, can we go? Any I'm leaf like, rule? Any right. leaf rule issues? Um, you know, we didn't lose a ball on the leaves, no. But I saw that we posted something on Instagram or Twitter on Foreplay of a guy walking around with a leaf blower <laughs> and he's just walking around <laughs> looking for his ball. It's a really good move. <laughs> really good move. Yeah, Not I all that practical, though. Well, no, if you have a where cart, you, keep that thing? you have a cart, you have a little mini leaf blower, you know, one of the little electric ones. That's no problem. That's no problem. That's true. I hadn't thought about putting it in the cart. Throw in the back of the cart, thing. walk. I don't know. You pack no, it works. Works a lot. I mean, the cart, yeah, you... I, tr- I was in the same boat as Trent. I did not. It didn't even come into my brain. I was also like, picturing in a, in on the one of those industrial ones where you put it on like a backpack and then there's no, like, no, no. And it looks like, it basically looks like a flamethrower. I don't know if I've ever done any real leaf blowing. We used to just rake them back in the day, but I don't think I've ever done any leaf blowing. It actually looks fun and satisfying. You wouldn't believe how much faster it goes. Unless it's a windy day, then it's the most frustrating thing of your life. Then you can't. Uh, If it's windy on top of the leaf blowing, you don't do anything. I've done some leaf blowing at Pirelli's. We did like the patio. I did. It's nice. It is is satisfying. Yeah, if it's dead because then it – yeah, it's 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 one of those like satisfying videos you see on Instagram, right? Where it's just like you go back and forth and it just happens. I watched a guy today at Rockville do a tee box. It was under a tree, and I mean the fucking tree just destroyed this tee box like of, with, with leaves. And he was going just from back to front, <laughs> slow left to right, and it was just luscious green tee box appearing underneath all these crinkly old leaves. It's like watching somebody wash a window. Yeah, or like doing the ice at the, uh, the Zamboni. Yeah. You know, just clean. Very satisfying. Um, Victor Hovland. So, look, I think it's pretty clear none of us are gigantic fall golf PGA Tour guys. Uh, it's just not that exciting. I don't know how the hell you go from major championship every month, Ryder Cup or President's Cup, and then you're supposed to get jacked up for 
this golf. Occasionally, you get a sweet leaderboard. We had, you know, Rory was battling it out a few weeks ago, and you get a little bit excited about that. But overall, I, you know, I'm not probably, I'm very unlikely to be flipping off of um, football or not going on the golf course when you get a nice day in the fall or winter or whatever and flip it on golf. I would say from like end of September through what? January. It's hard for me to really care about a lot of professional golf. You think that's fair? Yeah, I haven't watched golf in four months. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, like I, I turn it on. Like, Rory's winning, you throw it on. You think I'm watching Victor Hovland charge down on Sunday? I mean, I had so no. much shit going on yesterday, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, if you thought I was rearranging my day to watch that fucking golf tournament, then you don't know who the, <laughs> you don't know me, and you can probably stop listening to the podcast because I'll never watch. I'll never watch that ever. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more with you. And again, <laughs> if you're if you're um if you're one of those guys, if you're even like Victor Hava's not a fringe guy, but if you are one of the more fringe guys, like this is your time to shine. You get a lot of the big dogs are not in the field, so the field strength of the field's a little bit less. Get out there, try to rack up some FedEx Cup points, some cash, some money. Whatever, totally understand that. If you get a really cool leaderboard, uh, a couple badasses or a couple interesting stories going neck and neck and they're battling out for a title, you might get me to flip it on. Uh, I'll watch a few highlights on Twitter, but generally exactly like Frankie's saying, I'm not flipping off of almost anything else or I'm not changing my plans in the fall to be watching golf. Um, I think in the future, they're probably going to rearrange a lot of this. Uh, it sounded like from uh, who who gave us a little... Um, Tidbit. Oh, Bubba, oh, Bubba, Bubba did, yeah. gave us a little tudbut, tidbit that like in the future. Tudbut. A little tudbut. Uh, tud- <laughs> Let's put a pin on that one. Uh, tudbut. A little, little tudbut. Kind of blended about- tidbit and Bubba in the same word. I don't know. I don't hate it, honestly. Tudbut. Tudbut. We'll talk about, about the future schedule <laughs> the PGA Tour. And it sounds like they are going to build in more of a break at this period because people just, uh, for what we're talking about, it's just not that exciting. I doubt they get any ratings. Uh, I don't see a ton of fans out there. And it is what it is. Having said that, you know, Victor Hovland gets another win. Um, it's interesting. He, you know, he moves to top 10 in the world. He's he's ranked 10th right now. Um, and it just it feels, you know, I was trying to, it feels hard to avoid the fact that like every month it feels like another one of these young guys is the top dog. Like he's got three wins now. Um, he's got his smile. He's got his whole, you know, vibe. I was looking, it's like Ram Morikawa, DJ Cantlay, Xander, JT, Bryson, Rory, Louis, Victor. That's the top 10 in the world. Um, and it feels like, again, it's hard for anybody to get a ton of like separation, especially out of that younger crew. I mean, Victor Hovland's only 24 years old um, with Morikawa and Wolfram. Um, But he's sort of, already you know kind of adding to his resume and and it feels like when somebody else is ready to take over Morikawa wins a couple majors Victor Hovland's got three wins he had a great performance at the right a couple of them they lost so it seems like he might you know I don't know it, it, it's it's becoming tougher and tougher I think on a week-to-week basis to really find one that stands out much over the other which we're really used to in the world of golf he feels like under more understated than the others though like you know if i was going to rank the other it's like yeah he's and even when you said top 10 that kind of shocked me as well like i didn't think of i don't think of him as that high in the world um but it is crazy how just the top 10 golfers in the world are everybody's young it feels like and it does feel like well who's next shout out to louie being on that list that one that hit me like a ton of bricks when i heard that name all the other ones are in the conversation that we're talking about, and Louis is just in the top ten. I think he was nine if you were listing him off in order. What I just did not expect him to be there. 
surprised me a little bit too when I went through and then also not, you know, because right. he had that, it's like he finishes second every tournament. It's like almost amazing. He's not number two in the world because he's <laughs> fucking right there all the time. Uh, but yeah, the rest of those names, I think Victor, when we were, when we were a couple months ago, I think he was 13th or 14th in the world. So clearly this is, you know, when you get a win, you vault up there. Spieth is 11th in the world. I know he got the top 10, I think in the last week or two, despite not even playing because the way the points shuffled or whatever. But, um, but yeah, you know, you've, you've, Got a little bit of a shuffling going on up there. I mean, Rom, I think, is clearly number one. And then after, I mean, if you went Mordecai with Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Roy McIlroy, Louis Ustays, and Victor Hovland, I don't know that any one of those I'm going to strongly bet on over the other any given week. Um, and John Rom's probably the only one that really stands out to me as like clearly having separated himself this year from the rest. Uh, so just something to, you know, kind of nibble on going, going into 20. 22 if you like to do that kind of thing uh tiger woods so we got a little bit of update since the last time and again i don't know if this comes with a ton of credibility it doesn't it was from uh tiger woods spot account that we have oh, gotten into it mouth. before and frankie had to issue an official apology to watch watch that tone you know they Twitter. don't like that they don't like when you when you question their sources their credibility yeah no they bullied the fuck out of me to, i had to apologize yeah, I do apologize. So he, T. Wood, T.W. Spot on on, in, on uh, Twitter posted, as this was late last week, as some other reports have indicated in recent weeks, have been hearing some rumblings with regard to Tiger's recovery, including that he has progressed to the point of a resumption of some limited golf activity. And then he went on in the follow-ups to that to say and go through um, when Tiger emerged in late 2017 for his most recent comeback that he – uh, I believe posted like a video of him chipping mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, he hit like a full stinger two iron or something was a video he released and everybody kind of went crazy. So he was trying to kind of stack it up, see if it's going to stack up to that and kind of, you know, whatever, guessing on what's going to happen. But the main takeaway is that things continue to sound like they are progressing towards a Tiger Woods return to the world of golf with absolutely no timetable whatsoever. Well, yeah. uh, a, f- a foreplay update, actually, in our DMs. So someone sent us a video of Tiger Woods swinging a golf club. There was no context clues to when it was filmed or anything like that. It was okay. a screen recording of someone's Instagram story. And the only thing was like in the top right, it was like 328 like in the afternoon. And it was like Tiger Woods swinging at Torrey Pines. Hmm. So we didn't post it because there's no... That's not true, though. Yeah. I, remember, I was with Brendan that day, and like, to, first of all, Torrey Pines is a public golf course. Tiger exactly. Woods' first time on the golf course is not Torrey Pines. And also looked like he was on a range, and it was just like a grass range. So that just was not true. That couldn't have been. All of this stuff debunked. is no pun. It had to be debunked. Yeah, debunked that's by fine. Frankie. I agree with all those points you just yeah. said. Like, Imagine him just... Yeah, he's at Eisenhower right. tomorrow, too. <laughs> um, and that's the only video is somebody DMs it. Nobody else saw anything. All of this stuff, and the pun I was going to make is all this stuff is foreplay. Bang. Until we actually see hey. the video, like Riggs That's is talking us. about, where make he comes cream, out, baby. where he um, where he actually puts a video up of of himself swinging a golf club, hitting a chip, hitting a putt, or whatever. Oh. All of this stuff, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time with it. I think everybody is. You but, like foreplay. But I do. But the real deal, when it actually happens. What's your favorite foreplay? Come on. Let's not do this. If every... Up until I'm kind of interested. Point. It's been a big couple months for you, T Daddy. I, I'd like to hear some things. <laughs> you know? I, I have no comment. Okay. Up until that point, when he puts out a video of himself, it's all it's it's just a lot of heavy petting. Little mouth play. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Okay. Mm-mm. Heavy you know petting is kind of bad too. Heavy though, petting. You know what I mean, that's not. That's just the example that I. <laughs> that's used not for, innocent. For nope. the video or the the reports that we're hearing, like T.W. Spot, that stuff is, is heavy petting. Is <laughs> 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 heavy petting and, and you know grabbing and touching and tugging. Awesome. You know what Ooh. I mean. Heavy petting. <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's heavy. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I agree. Um, and I, but I also would would say, you know, I mean. I don't think anybody know. I don't know. Like I, I heard Joe Lacava spent a whole week with him a couple months ago, and he came away being like, "I have no idea what his takeaway." Like I don't know. You know, nobody can get a sense of what his what his recovery is like, when he can really play again, if he'll play again, to the point where I don't think he he knows. Um, but if there's rumblings going on, usually where there's you know smoke, there's fire in these kinds of situations, and it's proven time and time again that even though Tiger's incredibly you know tight lipped, usually the way the reports kind of come out, it tends to go that way. Um, so whenever he's like, hey, I'm not really sure what I'm going to play. And everyone's like, no, we're pretty sure he's going to play this tournament. He usually plays that tournament. So if things are coming out, that's that are, you know, all trending in the same direction. If he allowed things to come out and didn't like refute them, you know, when Charlie Hoffman and Steve Stricker and these other folks over the last few months, Ricky leaks have come out and said that I think Tiger's really focusing on a, on a return to golf. Uh, he's he's working on rehab with his golf clubs next to him, et cetera, et cetera. I think all that's going in the same direction, which we are very um, excited about. Speaking uh, of Joe LaCava, th- you want to talk about how much of a five-tool podcast we are? In what, what golf podcast are you going to find where Joey LaCava, the caddy of Tiger Woods, texts the golf podcast host, hey, um, I've got some family members that want to go see The Bachelor show uh, live in New York City and see Trent do his Bachelor show. Oh, the Chicks in the Office. Chicks show. in the Office. I mean, Joey LaCava reached out to me, said, can I get, you know, my daughters and her friends are huge Chicks in the Office fans. Can we get them in there? Trent got them in, the VIP access, met them, the whole thing. They had the time of their lives. Joey's like, they had the time of their lives. Thank you so much for this. And he's like, I was thinking to myself, man, we're a golf podcast. He reached out to us to do this Chicks in the Office show. It's just... Tiger Woods caddy. I met like, them afterwards. Um, they were they were very nice. They had a great time at the show. It was yeah. It, I had I had forgotten about that actually. Yeah, it was just a total total what the fuck type moment for me. Being can't like, put yeah, your finger Joe, on I'll, us, man. You can't. Put I'll your get them into us. the we show, man. No problem. Yeah. What are we doing out here? <laughs> yeah, they came. They did the uh, meet and greet before where Rian Fran meet everybody and then afterwards they came and uh you know we talked for 10 15 minutes and they had a great time you text colt nose for a fucking sleeve of balls he texts us to get into a fucking chicks in the office show five tool man five tool you know it ain't just golf i like you're getting your shots in at Col- i thought you loved colt i do but i like to give it to him because he like i don't know isn't he like a guy likes to like give it to people and take it he likes know? to riff he likes to riff yeah I agree just with that. take it baby let me give it to uh, you. i think Macanudo. I got to talk about uh, how excited people get about Macanudo really quickly. I got this whole box of cigars. This kind of uh, this do something for you guys. Get oh, you a little excited. Reds. Right Reds are a little more intense for my liking. I like the whites, but they're, they're a hell of a cigar, man. They are a hell of a cigar. Yeah, the orange label, as we call it, is um, a little spicier. You're right, Frankie. It's it's significantly so the white one's a little smoother for folks. Oh, I love uh, it. But Macanudo, they've come on this year and been a big uh, supporter of ours. I, you know, admittedly was not a huge cigar guy beforehand. Macanudo has dramatically changed that. It just enhances the day. It makes it cool. It makes it fun, um, and just adds a little more, a little more spice, a little more excitement, a little more thrill to the day when you throw a Macanudo cigar in there. So do yourself a favor. You can enter to win a limited edition branded golf set and a humidor. Humidor for your Macanudo Inspirado smokes at macanudo.com 
slash barstool. You got to be 21 plus for entry. They are the best selling handmade cigar in the United States of America. Uh, Macanudo uses only the finest hand selected tobaccos blended to give you the very best smoking experience time after time. Macanudo Inspirado cigars are crafted in the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Uh, and they're just awesome. And they, again, they add to your experience. So, um, do yourself a favor, add to not just your experience, but you could potentially add to your collection, add to your um, repertoire if you enter to win a limited edition branded golf set and humidor for your Macanudo Inspirado Smokes. It's macanudo.com slash barstool. You got to be 21 plus to enter. They smoke um, Macanudos in, in uh, Sopranos. Get yeah? the fucking Macanudos. Is that what they say? Yeah. My dad respects me more Smart. now that I'm a cigar guy. Because my dad's right? a, yeah, he's a big cigar guy. And I sent him a bunch of Macanudos. And then when I was back... Um, uh, between the Vegas trip and the Ryder Cup, when I was back home, I stopped back for like a day or two, smoked a couple of Macanudos with him, and I, I could just, he didn't outright say it, but I could feel that he was like, this guy's all right. You know? <laughs> I also feel, <laughs> you know, feel it's been 30 plus years, and you know, it's been touch so and go. Good. You never know exactly yeah. how they feel. But then when you're sitting out on the porch smoking Finally a cigar with proud him, of my son after yeah, all watching these the years. weather come in, just, yeah, what, you, you know, know, this whole, guy's not that bad. Yeah, he's like, all right, I, sure I, I accept this guy as, as my son, which I really appreciate. <laughs> It wasn't always clear, but today it is. No, it was not Macanudo, always clear. Macanudo, too, I think has um, always left me with more of a, a celebratory feel about my round, right? Like, no matter how it's going, you could play horrible. You could be feeling down on yourself. You get a Macanudo in your hands, and you're, it feels like you're celebrating something. It feels first, like you're adding a little bit of positive, first, positive connotation to the entire experience. So First thing uh, we Macanudo. did when I broke 100 was we, we smoked Macanudo. So, yeah, they are still Fired them up. Yep. Fired them up, baby. Um all right, I got an interesting from the gallery that ties into a lot of things. Um, foreplay at barstoolsports.com. You could submit these and we'll uh, read them, debate them, talk about them on this very podcast right here called Foreplay. Uh, so we were talking about the Greg Norman situation last week, the Saudi League, tons and tons of money being offered to players. How do you balance that? How do you weigh that with obviously uh, one's moral objection to Saudi backing and their history and, and how they treat people? Uh, so someone submitted, a few different people submitted things similar, so I kind of combined them, but I'm going to take Andrews, who said, um, if the new Saudi Golf Super League offered each four-play member $10 million for the next five years, and the four-man scramble competes and films exclusive, exclusively in the Saudi-backed league, what do you guys do? $10 million bucks each? Ten, $10 million each person. Yeah, I'll see you in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Per, Wait, per year or just the whole thing? Right. That was for my question, five years. Too. $10 million for five, like over five years. So okay. $2 million a year. Yeah. yeah and we exclusively, four-man scramble, competes exclusively, films exclusively, and does our our whole shit. And we compete here, whatever we so do. we could win, too. Okay. I'll, I'll be in Saudi. You just find me in Saudi. Yeah. Yeah, but part of when we talk about the four-man scramble competing in these tournaments, it's because of the people who are also in the tournament, right? Yep. So, like, the way that it's going right now, there aren't a lot of guys jumping over to these Saudi leagues. So, it's not like we're going to have the same sort of cachet that we're getting if we were, you know, to you know, totally. be in a, a John Deere Classic, a prestigious tournament like that. Mm. So, But, Trent, I don't know that our cachet money. matters because we're making, we each, I mean, we're bringing in $40 million for the boys over five years. Uh, I Look, I, the point, I think. We ain't making that in is, Iowa, dude. We ain't making that. We're not making that kind <laughs> of cash. Point is, in Illinois. 
clearly uh, there are moral, ethical objections to Saudi Arabia, but people have a price. I think almost every human being on Earth on Earth has a number where if you you know that Tell number that. is going to uh, outweigh their objections to any Saudi back stuff. And I think if they offered each one of us ten million dollars over five years, I think you at some point you're like, all right, <laughs> see you later. Uh, you know, I don't feel great about it, but guess what? I then can bank five, six, seven million dollars after taxes and all this, and I'm set, and my family's set for a damn long time. I'll use that. I'll use that time and money to expose the um, government over there, and I'll, like after my five years, I'll be. I don't a, think that's going to go great. I'll, no. I'll be a fucking you're hero. Dead. That means you don't even get to enjoy the ten million. I'll be a hero, dead. dude. Doesn't mean I have to back the fucking government and what they believe in. The reason I brought up the tournament thing is because I was trying to figure out a way to say no, because otherwise, that's totally. a lot of money. So basically, I, this person's trying to expose us to say that everything we said about Greg Norman is like we would just do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean I think they're essentially trying to get to the point of it's not it's everyone can sit there and say like. Oh, it's uh, there's uh, bad backing and and horrible ethics behind it, so I'm just out. But clearly, anyone who wants to throw stones at the players and all that, if you are put into a situation similarly, it's there are understandable reasons and ways that that human beings would make a decision to be like, you know what? Sometimes I got to look out for numero uno and my family, and if I can get X amount of money and be set for generations, I would be crazy to say no to that. And I think that that was essentially what the you know the submission of the question was trying to get to. And I think it's a good thing to get to. It's not like every person that is considering saying yes or playing in this league is some horrific person like i just go fucking play golf i'm not killing anybody i'm not supporting anybody killing anybody or doing horrible things to other people i'm just playing golf and if they're going to pay me an outrageous amount of money to go play it here here and here then i'm just going to do it and if people look negatively on that i can't help it so i think it's quite interesting to think that if we were offered an outrageous amount of money to exclusively do our thing youtube videos podcasts whatever it is around this you know uh uh, sketchily and and um, problematically backed Super League, there's probably a certain number that would make things really, really interesting for us. Is $10 million enough? Yeah. For okay. what? Like for what we're talking about? Yeah, but I mean, like, like for like enough for what? Like people being like, that's bad money. Jason Bateman took a lot of money in fucking Ozark. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, you're like, probably and, right, like, Frankie. To the, like to the point, like I get McDowell, like jump if he were to jump over there to the Super League, like somebody that's at the end of their contract for, but for uh, that's like life changing money. So I'm just gonna be over there, and then it also answers the question that I would love to know is like at this age, how good of a golfer could I be? Like, could I ever get to scratch and with 10 million guaranteed and just doing podcasts and things like that? Like, it would leave a lot of time to just be over there hitting golf balls and practicing. Um, Dude, we're now, expensing like, like fourteen dollar cut down to lunches. three years instead of five. Yeah, we're out here expensing like airport lunches for thirteen dollars, taking pictures of fucking receipts. You don't think I'm going to take ten <laughs> million dollars, dude? Like every time I buy internet on a plane, seventeen ninety five, I expense the shit out yeah, of it because I, mean, I have to. Dude, you you could you you probably won't fly. I mean, you'd fly first class everywhere with ten million. I just think we could get more than ten. Why don't we talk to him? I'll hear anyone out about cash. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, we would negotiate with them. You fuck kidding me? Like anyway. that? What you talk about? And you don't have to live over there. Like they don't play in Saudi. No. They do like maybe one event a year in Saudi Arabia, but they're going to be all over the world this week. 
Like, I think you can live wherever the hell you want. The issue is that it's the money is coming from the Saudi regime, which is clearly the problem and their bad history. But again, everybody, I think almost everyone on this here, the planet Earth, has a number. They offer you a certain number. I think almost everyone has to be like, all right, yep, I got to do that. If you really want to go into it, all this money's dirty. Every every dollar you get from these big country all these big companies you know apple and walmart comes in they stick their walmart on top of all these mom and pop businesses you're just going to take their money like what happened to all the fucking people they ran out of town big walmart i mean apple they've done some fucking weird shit over there in china building all these fucking iphones for all these years Are you kidding me you're just going to sit there at the fucking genius bar and take their cash yeah i'll listen to fucking just say name rigs just give them a name to buy an ugly sweater i'll Please. listen i'll listen i mean that's not bad what i'm saying it's fucking true. peter if Peter. you fucking dig deep enough, you're going to find a lot of shit. Stock market, right. all Look these fucking Facebook. wet hairs. Facebook's going through right now. Meta. Facebook, the Let's guy. Yeah. Like meta. Meta, meta, the guy's talking to the fucking Congress every fucking other day about all the weird shit they're doing <laughs> with people hacking into our Facebooks and changing all, all the way we think. Stop, I don't stop dis- getting into my brain. I don't disagree with that. No. So my point is, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find shit no matter what. All this money ain't clean. So... I'll listen, man. Ten million? You kidding me? Over five years? Two? If you think at any point in my life I'm making two million dollars a year clear just to play golf, you're fucking insane. So I'm taking this and running. (laughs) T, what's you're the only one that's been on the fence. Like, what's your number? No, I would do it. Oh, you care about humanity? (laughs) Just kidding. I I care about humanity. No, I totally. I know, but uh, I I want cash though. (laughs) Bad. I mean, if you really wanted to get into it, like you could be, you could. Totally be like, well, any money in the United any States, money. like there are certain parts of the country that are certain parts of the world that look at all the money we make and think that we're evil for that. So it's yep. like you you I really mean, could get into it. I've been on this podcast. The- I've been on this podcast for begging Kevin Kisner for a thousand dollars. You guys don't think I'm going to take ten million dollars? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. So, again, we're not supporting that, but we are very much. Uh, trying to showcase, I think, that we're aware of the fact that people can be put in really tough spots when a ton of money is on the line. Mm-hmm. And you can't necessarily blame everybody or call everybody some evil scumbag if they're willing to take a life-changing amount of money to go play golf or go do their job somewhere. Um, Sling TV. If you love watching live TV and you're tired of the high prices, it's time to take control of your TV experience. It's time that you got Sling. It is the place where your favorite channels like NFL Red Zone, ESPN, MTV, and much more are all together for less. It is the cheapest way to watch Golf Channel all year long. So you're listening to this podcast. You probably do watch Golf Channel a good amount. This is the cheapest way to do that. You can watch a ton of our content, like past episodes of the show, four-play scrambles, four-man scrambles, breaking 100, even exclusive uh, brand-new Barstool content for free on the Barstool Sports Channel, which is on Sling. So do yourself a favor. Go to sling.com slash Barstool. Sign up now. Get your first month starting at $10. Uh, typical month goes for $35. We're going to get you your first month for just $10 and you get all the uh, benefits of, you know, Sling TV, of streaming, not having all kinds of crap that you don't want to watch, having the stuff that you do want to watch, having Golf Channel, having our channel. You get your first month, 10 bucks. You go to sling.com slash barstool. Uh, okay. I think that's it at this point. Um, anybody have anything else before we throw it over to Bert and get a little comedy going? What do you, the what lights you come down from up top. I mean, look how good my fucking jawline looks on my face. You know, this is how I have to look all the time. You see that? Yeah. Isn't that insane? You've been looking better in pictures recently. I, I think told it's you that with the, the um, with the Bubba picture. 
think you look good. Thanks to Lurch. We all look good in the uh, Burt Kreischer God, picture. I yeah, in that picture. I look Holy fat shit, you ginormous. That's a guy who That's a bad photo. The lean in, my guts out. That's a bad Why don't you push photo. your stomach out like that? I don't know, man, but it's like, am I that fat? Like, I'm a Do you a suck in? Like, do you not do the sucking for a I, picture? No, I don't do it. No, dude, they're photos. It's, it's like, this is me. Like, but. No, that, you gotta, yeah, no, like you that, gotta, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta like suck it in. Yeah, you're saying like, oh, it's a picture. This is actually who I am. Nope. Every picture that goes on the internet these days is not who the actual person is. Yeah, no, yeah, well. For That'd me, be like saying, so, why do you like? Why do you even smile for the photo then? If it's just a like, because I'm generally a happy guy, so that that's consistent. But yeah, but do you just walk around like this? <laughs> pretty much all the time. Yeah, Nobody does he that. He kind of does do that, actually. Yeah, I pretty much do that. <laughs> Every I'm always amazed, and I know we've gone over this a million times with the way Lurch looks in pictures. But I am a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. I am right. I'm a Midwest like. Uh, you know, broad-shouldered, big belly, whatever. I'm a bigger guy, but whenever I'm standing next to you in pictures, I look like a regular-sized human being. A in little that picture, baby. Yeah, in that picture with Bert, I look like a very regular-sized human being because Lurch looks so massive. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I looked, I looked, yeah, a little bit tall, but this, I was square. I was rectangle. It was not. It was a. It was a bad photo out there. So. Whatever. Yeah. On we go. Aside from Bert, because Bert's such a great fucking podcast guest. Like he's just built for podcast guesting. Yeah, he is. Who's your yeah. top who's your top three podcast guests of all time that you would want? Not golf related. I mean it could be golf related. Jesus. I know. This is not really a question. Larry David would be, I think, number one for me. You think he'd care though? I saw KFC tweet about this because Bill Simmons had fucking Tom Hanks on. Okay. And that was like holy okay. shit. So then KFC was writing lists, and he, and so he wrote that he would like Larry David because he'd probably care more than Jerry Seinfeld, but still wouldn't care at all. Like, but I think Larry David's been on Bill Simmons before, or someone's show, Colin, or someone's show, and he actually was pretty good. So I'll give you that one. Actually. Right. You would, the thing with Larry David is you, the first ten minutes would be him being like, "I don't care about being here," but then after that, it's a normal conversation. Be the hardest questions to ever ask someone because you'd really yeah, have to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. thoughtful, insightful questions where you're like, "This guy's gonna fucking walk out on me if I don't ask him good stuff." Um, all right, so you say that. What do you got, Trent? I mean, t- yeah, Tiger for this show would be. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, really good, Tiger in in, a, in an atmosphere where he'd be more open than he would be on a normal. You know, media outlet. Because if you get Tiger in Tiger, you know, PR mode, you're not going to get anything. Mm. But if you get Tiger where he's like, "All right, I'm I'm open to answering some questions," he would be a must-have. Yeah. Uh, if we're Frank, doing non-golf, I might non-golf. I might say Steve Carell, just because I, you know, like I'm such mm. a fan. I think we're yeah. all such fans. Just like it would be, it would be almost like when fucking uh, um, uh, what's his name. That plays the CEO, David uh, Wallace. When he came into the office, I was like starstruck because you watch yeah. the show so much. So I came in to imagine Steve Carell. Steve Carell would be fantastic. In that same yeah, vein, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna piggyback off that one. Probably Will Ferrell, just because yep. he's been such a part yeah. of my life forever and everyone's life. Yeah, um, he was like one of the first guys. I mean, Chris Farley, R.I.P. But yeah, 100%. Will Ferrell after that was like he was like a comedy god. He still is. So he'd be on my list. How about you, Frankie? Dave Grohl. Okay. Without a doubt. Just how he's navigated those waters, being the drummer for Nirvana, one of the best bands of all time, then starting Foo Fighters. I mean, come on. That guy is just, his storytelling is insane. And then second, I'd probably go Kim Jong-un. I think that'd be a big one. 
Be yeah, big, that would do some numbies. I think that I would just do think some we, numbies. It'd be nice to know what's going on in that guy's brain. See if we can what get him ask back. Him? You got any questions? See if we can get him back to earth a little bit. Um, Boy, that's I got not a, good a name one. I thought was going to come up. No, <laughs> I'm like I'm like reeling over here. Like I for a second I thought I heard like a, the name wrong. Like or I thought you meant somebody else, but you mean the leader of North Korea? Well, yeah. I mean, why does every interview like I said? Who's your ultimate fucking guest on a podcast? Why does every guy have to be like some funny dude in a comedy? I'm talking that that would change the world. You'd be like, Yo, Kim, you bring any nukes? Like, what are you? No, what are you I just like. I mean, I would do what the country needs me to do. I would fucking ask him the questions that need to be asked. Dude, this is a, they made a movie about real this. Him? Are you going to yeah? They made, this is a movie. Yeah, I would. They, inter- they yeah. literally made a movie about this. Yeah, Seth Rogen and fucking which Seth Rogen might be my third one. Ooh. I'm a big Seth Rogen. Good fan. one. The interview is actually um, a pretty good movie. It is. It's good. I think um, this one might surprise people, but I think Taylor Swift. I would love to interview Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's very surprising. <laughs> I just think she is such a fucking megastar, and she's always got like she's always j- popping up in headlines about battles with her own music. She writes her own music. Like I just think she would be a really interesting person to interview. Yeah, simp. <laughs> she's a great artist. Oh, I know. I remember, um, just, in the dude, t- she's actually really interesting. She used to fucking hide in luggage just to go from her car to her, her house to her car. They used to carry out p- fucking luggage and give me that shit on this show. You know how fucking interesting that would be. I'd love to interview Taylor Swift. Um, Try to think of a real one. Well, I remember when I was still with Robbie Fox, he asked me one time who would be the most starstruck, who would leave you the most starstruck if they walked into the office? Because we've had a lot of people come into the office and I, you, you know, at a certain point you do, you don't ever totally get used to it, but you see famous people and you're like, that's just a really famous person. And the answer I gave him at the time um, was Eminem. Yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily want to, great one. I mean, it'd be a great interview, but I think if I ever saw Eminem, I would be the most starstruck I could possibly be. That'd be, I can't believe I'm looking at this guy in the flesh type moment. Right. Because I did, right. I, I'm a big I'm a big 50 Cent fan, obviously, and I, I met him that one time, and he wouldn't shake my hand. He was like, "Get away from my car," which was totally fine. That's that's kind of how you want it to be. Wasn't when he you, getting like a matcha drink? No, he was outside by the matcha place, okay. but he was in his Rolls Royce. But that was like, Leo that used to go into that matcha place a lot, right? We did. had this little matcha place. It was called like it had a cha cha matcha, and it was no one in our office even used it, right? Like I, I think I, we all, we all went once, and we're like, it's not that good. And I remember there just being all these ridiculous celebrity Shaq sightings. Shaq with there. Shaq, Leonardo That'd DiCaprio, fucking. I'd love to see that man. Yeah, but see, Shaq's more mainstream than these other people. Like they're, I mean, they're all mega stars. But like you've seen Shaq, like Shaq's on fucking TNT every week. So like you can, yeah. you can hear Shaq talk. Like I would love to hear fucking. Right, Eminem doesn't do interviews really. Right. Yeah. And like not to pump another podcast, but I loved hearing Tom Hanks talk about like him going through fucking movies. Like he was talking about Castaway yeah. and fucking Forrest Gump and Big and Splash. And you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. That this guy's just describing everything that happened and like how some movies didn't almost make it. And now he it was pretty cool, man. And like and they asked him like all these endings, like the ending of um of Castaway. Like like does he actually go back? Like to you know like the ending's very. Like is it the ambiguous? Word ambiguous. I was gonna say conspicuous, but that's conspicuous, girl. Right? Yeah. Um, promiscuous. Promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's go to Bert, man. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. how you gotta end. But it, I, I liked. Just, I liked, conspicuous girl. That was a good. What does conspicuous mean? It's you're like um, <laughs> conspicuous girl. Conspicuous like standing out so as to be clearly visible, All right. attracting people. Right. You don't blend in. Yeah. Or no. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That kind of works too. Um, Obvious to the eye or mind. 
Oh, yeah, they're okay. like an interested party that you're like intrigued to know more about. It. I don't know. There's like, but it's like a negative connotation too. I feel like Very right. I was gonna say it's almost like you're like <laughs> sketchy. Like you're kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. You're sticking out in a sketchy manner. I would say. Yeah. It's like when it's like when my buddy Rob said full belly red at a date. At a date. I'll take a full belly red, please. <laughs> That's a conspicuous person. Oof. Did you give? Do we all get three? We conspicuous move. No. Yeah, where people. Wait, be like, well, think hmm. about it. Are we ever going to do one of those segments that we came up with eight months ago? We've done a few, but not many. I think we've done one segment, and it was the uh, "What would you take yeah, out I of golf?" The cut line or whatever. Um, yeah, I'd like to times. do the we four- did history once or twice. That was about it. I'd like to do the format, the 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 foursome one. We well, we almost sort of do that with Bert. And then we he just he just leaves it aside. Like we each give yeah. one, which is very yeah. bird. If you watch two bears, like he's like, all right, let's do dream foursome. Yes. Yeah. And then we each said like one, and then we never revisited it. We just kept plowing through. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to get to the interview because yeah. it's, it's a good interview. I, I really yeah. want people to get to it. They're probably done listening to us fucking talk. I will say it's just it's been tough to get anything really segments because it's like we're gonna throw it to Bert and it's like who are your top three inter- guests in the history of the world? Who would you we like weren't gonna do a segment right there. We're ready to go fucking drink matcha. I was just trying to give people saying, a little more. You, just, it, can you know? be, it can be tough to get stuff in sometimes. So that's no, probably, it's not there's tough a reason to get we haven't gotten a ton in. of segments. It's not I'm tough not to get stuff to in. Say that, I half the, say that. Half the time we fucking talk about bullshit because we don't have anything else to talk about. If we have stuff to talk about, then we won't talk about the bullshit. Give me the fucking segments. Let's go. Frankie wants the segments. I want the segments. I love those ideas. Let's go. We don't I'll have to talk about my segments. fucking elbow anymore. I'll talk about fucking foursomes. <laughs> We're going to throw it to the interview. Here's Bert. <laughs> if you see an alligator on the course, the goal isn't to be the fastest, to, to not, but to not be the slowest, which is true. Yeah, um, that is true, actually. Who's slowest yeah, in this you know, group, for sure? Is... Who do we think I think is? I'm second. You think you're second slowest? Se- sorry, second fastest. Okay. Are you thinking it's me? It's either you or Frankie. Bro, I ran on the four by one team in high school. I'm you fast. saw me Riggs run. is sneaky quick. Riggs is fast. I know Riggs is fast. You I'm saw me fast. run, Lurch. You ran after me on the green once and you're like, wow, that was dis- that was surprising. You've seen That's me run. That's true, actually. I think it's all pretty I think it's all pretty I mean, I, I'll I'll take I'll probably the slowest, but I don't think it's by a long shot. Well, you're getting eaten if you're the slowest, so I'm just. That's I don't why think I it's it clear either. I don't know that it's yeah. clear. I think we <laughs> might all four be sneaky fast. That show. We should, the next time we're all together, uh, we should absolutely race. We're definitely right. racing. Okay, let's do a race. I think Lurch uh, wins. Try, no, Riggs is fast. I'm pretty fast. I'm pretty fast. He's fast. But Lurch has those fucking strides, man. Are we talking fifty or a hundred yards? No, it can't be a hundred. That's 50, insane. Maybe thirty. 40. No, 50. 40. Why did you 50. skip like the common one? 40. Because I'm, I need like, I've got a slow third gear, but then I can pick it up that like 30 to 50 is when I, when I started to hit my group. Really? That actually really, I thought you were looking for a 15 yard dash or something. No, no, no. But like then 70, I tire out. So I'm just like, you know I mean? It's got to be five. We're not going to pick. Well, I'll tell you this. We're not going to pick the one that's like your sweet spot. Like we're just going to pick a number that like the 40 yard dash is how you usually. Right. We'll do 40. Cause then you, everybody. Can fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Cause Let's like if you yard pick dash. five yards, that's my sweet spot. I'll, I'll beat everyone. So. <laughs> trifecta keeps you lean so you can outrun your foursome if needed so whoever it seems like according to this ad read whoever's uh you know most committed to the trifecta diet from here on out is probably going to win this race you spend five hours each weekend playing golf you can spend two minutes a day preparing trifecta you don't have to suffer to eat healthy they've got um, a lot of convenience built in you same time you save a bunch of time 
science-backed nutrition, all trifectas meals follow scientific nutritional principles, fresher food, farm to fork, supply chain, never frozen, organic produce, shop meal plans, get yourself 40% off with code 4FORE at trifectanutrition.com. That's 40% off when you shop meal plans. Use the code 4, trifectanutrition.com. You don't need. Don't you, don't need, want, you don't need. Did you get that from the? Did you go to the roastery? No, that's the thing Segura did. What the fuck's wrong with you? The high end one where you go it's in. Right and here. Are we rolling right no now? Shit, no shit. No yeah. shit. We're recording the it's podcast. In New York City. We're rolling. Are you shit? Are yeah, you but shitting? It's not around the block. Where is? Well, I think there's a bunch of them, the right? Is, no, there's a roastery. There's the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, where's the place? The High Line, where you can walk around. Isn't it over by there? I don't know where it is. Lower West Side. I know that I've never been there. New York's changed so fucking much. We did a fucking pizza review there. They have pizza inside. Can I tell you, I just did uh, Caleb Presley's show. Sunday Conversation. And he introduced us to High Noon, and we end up drinking them all day after that. (laughs) And I I think it might have affected my show. (laughs) I literally think it might have affected my show. I heard heard not only was it Caleb Presley, it was our guy Glenny Balls who introduced you to High Noon. Yeah, I love Glenny Balls. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What's the over-under on him? 35? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're rolling right now, right? Yeah. All right, we've got Burt Kreischer in the building. It's an honor. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. I'm a big Two Bears fan. Oh, thank you. Very thank excited you. to have you, you here. Um, so you just did you just get to New York City? Uh, we just pulled in uh, like a couple hours ago. You said New York has changed so much. What do you, what's changed so much about it? Uh, I was trying to explain to my my assistant Peter because he's never been here, and like some things are the same. Like the homeless guy who's bleeding from his head, like he hasn't left. But like <laughs> other guy. things, other things like it seems like there's so many more high end shops around here yeah. than when when I worked here. I worked right around here uh, in the uh, the garment districts around here, and there was fucking nothing. There was nothing. You you were always like everything was a little a little uh, bodega. And now it's like uh, there's a fresh press juicery. There's a uh, clean. Everything is like healthier. It seems like. But then I'm not even thinking about the pandemic because I'm like, how many people left this fucking? City? Well, that's the thing. All yeah. the like, so where we are, all the shops around here, everything closed. The the thing next door, the Panera across the street, really? like everything went away. So I think things are starting to come back, and they might be the higher end variety. Ah, I like that. I went into a Panera. And is that t- called? Is that called? What's it called? Gentrification. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> what's it. Called? Is it do people not like gentrification? I don't it feels know. Like a bad word. It does. Yeah. Seem, it seems like a word that you shouldn't enjoy. But it then seems I go, like an elitist word almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Something like, like, it feels like, like a word that's like, like, like we okay, canceled. Ready? Let's do. Let's do some words. <laughs> no, that probably word association. Words that get you canceled. No, 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 no. No, this will be fun. Words that you hear people say and you go. Like I'll tell you a word that you're not allowed to use, uh, meritocracy. Okay. Do you know what that is? Um, it's like the talent rises to the top. Yeah, <laughs> and it like flies in the face of critical race theory. I think. Oh God. Yeah. So you're like, Woo, when you hear someone wee. use the word meritocracy, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, and they're like, no, you're a racist. You're like, okay, never mind. My bad. My bad. That's Dude, right up there. I, I followed this guy. I'm in my bunk today, and I'm watching this. Uh, guy and he's like a fucking right-wing lunatic and then i was like fucking let's see if any of my friends follow him right yeah so i go he follows me <laughs> oh, no i'm like jesus christ i think another word like that is patriarchy patriarchy is a big one <laughs> pa- patriarchy <laughs> Anybody else want to offer any up, or we yeah, can go I, move I on to something else? Nothing for yeah, no, Look just... how scared we get. It's like I just want to stay out of everyone's crosshairs. Right, you just right. push That's to the back it. of the room. You, yeah. <laughs> you do that Homer Simpson into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> so you do this whole. T- you're on a tour bus, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that life? Do you enjoy that? I love it. I, I love it more than anything. Last night, 
this is what I love about it because it's just comics and uh, all we want to do is giggle. And uh, last night, someone, they put streamers up all in the bus. I'm not going to do this justice. They put streamers all in the bus and we're drunk and we're high. And uh, someone said, and I said, who put up the streamers? And they go, well, we, I meant something out. The kid bought something else, but finally we got him back to get streamers. I go, what did he, did you walk in the bus? And it was a bunch of women yelling at the top of your lungs and their lungs. And you were like, I meant streamers, not screamers. <laughs> it was silly, right? Yes. That lasted for 30 minutes yeah, until right. I said, um, did you walk? Can we kept going? Did you walk in the bus? And we were in our bunks. It is fucking four in the morning. We are crying laughing. And we're like, did you open the door? And a bunch of people were just selling handbags, uh, dime bags of marijuana. And you're like, I said screamers, streamers, not misdemeanors. (laughs) And then I said, was it just a bunch of thighs? And you're like, I said streamers, not femurs. We could not stop laughing about it. And that's what I love about a bus. That's just what it is all the time. Sounds like a locker room. It's it's, just funny. We have a girl on the bus for the first time. Okay. How's that going? Uh, amazing. Like I and I told her last night that I, that I didn't think it would be because I was like I, I just don't like I don't want women around because I want guys. Always I want guys. It was me and her at the end of the night, back and forth, back bunk to front bunk. Just could not let go of this joke. Yeah. And then this morning she woke up with a brand new one, and and we were. I mean, it's like I, I love it. I love it. But it's it's her too. She's also hilarious. Rosebud Baker. And she's opening for you. She's opening. Shane Torres is and Jesus Trejo. Okay. Yeah. So it's a I, way I bring, to see the country, right? It's Maybe amazing. the best way? So during the pandemic, I did a thing called, um, uh, I created a tour where you do drive-in movie theaters. Yep, yeah. I remember that. And, uh, and at first, I think everyone thought it was a bad idea. Then, and, and some people did it and did not like it. Like Segura didn't like it. Jay Leno didn't like it. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. I loved it because... Um, you got to see the country in the middle of a pandemic, and you got out of your house. And we stayed at KOAs, like where you pull in. Yeah, and we see we saw some of the most beautiful parts of this country, and and it was like a, a slice of life where you're like you're not going to get that again. Like where uh, the roads were wide open, right. people were coming out, and they were being distant, and they were like pull their car in, and they they hadn't gone out in a while, so they'd set up like a literally campground in the back of their cars everyone would get there at six the show didn't start till nine right they start pre-partying tailgate smoking tailgating because no one had anything to tailgate for so like granted i think the shows were probably less than par um love it but uh but and when i say that because you know you're in a rock quarry you're in a sure you're in a you're in a a parking lot in in philly we did the where the vet used to be Mm -hmm. we did like two thousand cars and that is less than ideal for comedy however if you haven't been out of the house, it's awesome. and it was so pe- people just all the only email I got was I was so grateful, thank you so much for doing it, and we were, we all got in the bus, we stayed in the bubble, no one left our bubble, and no one got um, COVID, and it was fucking the greatest experience. It was the greatest experience. Yeah, and you, um, we saw you were at Lambo recently. Is that the, so? We, we were just, just did that. Tour. So we went to the Ryder Cup. Like, we went to the Ryder Cup at Whistling oh, Straits. Stop, 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 and, stop. Then, and then it's like an hour away. And they were yeah. like, hey, we set this thing up for media if you guys want to go. And we we're like, fuck yeah, we'll go. It was like an hour and a half drive. And everyone's like, do we really want to do it? And I said, do we really want to do it? Of course. You get there we're about to go to Lambeau Field that night at, uh, where, where, with no game. It's just going to be us and the lights and the cold Wisconsin air. And we're going to walk through the fucking tunnel of Lambeau you Field. And you don't want to do it? It's a cathedral. Oh, my God. Dude, it's uh, 
that morning I woke up and I realized I didn't under, I didn't understand that I was playing that I had started playing arenas. I just did just I just didn't know. Like and then I get there and the I think it's the Bosch Center is like where the hockey team plays. And I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm across the street from Lambo." Yeah. Like I'm I just figured I'd be in a theater downtown somewhere, Bosch Sounds Theatery, and uh, and I was like, I'm going to go take a jog around Lambo. So I get up, I put on my workout clothes, I get a coffee, start walking over and I'm like I was like, this is fucking Lambo. Like, I'm on the outside. Right. Uh, groundsman, groundskeeper comes up to me. He's like, yo, Bert, can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah, of course. I start keep walking, and uh, a truck full of Green Bay Packers going to practice. So I see them, and I go, and am I mad? I'm like, oh, shit, it's the Green Bay Packers. You know, like, <laughs> I'm still like a kid. Yeah. Moment and they're there. like, machine! And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this is Russia. <laughs> then, I get, then I get a text from Aaron Rodgers. He's like, where are you? And I'm like, holy shit. It, it, dude, it was the greatest fucking day of my life ending with uh and i know this probably sounds horrible now but ending with aaron Rodgers sitting in my tour bus for an hour and a half uh just chopping it up talking shit having a good time and uh oh, yeah it was ultimate packers experience yeah it was the ultimate pa- not to mention we saw lambo not to mention we saw lambo but like the ultimate packers experience it was so fucking fun and then, and he gave me a jersey, he signed it. I, I was texting with him last night. Holy shit. Like, it was, dude, it was the Jesus. greatest experience in the world. Is it crazy that there's houses, like, right Right next there. To, like, someone's like, backyard right is Lambo. So, so I, we were thinking, you have that house. You obviously just, it, it becomes a party house. You can't live there, right? Well, unless well, they're one of those know. assholes where, like, they don't, you know, and, like, big, like, big businesses come in and the one house is right in the middle. Like, are these yeah. people, like, try? Are, are they out there just, like, having little picnics with their families and, like, ignoring Lambo? I'm like, sure right the Packers have offered them millions right, of that's dollars what I mean. to move their home. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's certainly a party house on Sundays. Because on the, when, when we used to Buck Stadium, the, all the houses that um, that were around Buck Stadium, the old the Sombrero, they were all just, like, parking lots. Like, they'd rent their house out game yeah. day. Yep. And then I was like... So if you have a house there, why not set up like almost like a little like party place where everyone can come in and you know you right. can park, you can party, you grill meat, yeah. family, you open Airbnb. up, op- yeah, open up yeah. a fucking taco truck. Like right. yeah. I mean, turn into a business on Sundays. Right. Fuck yeah. Do but, you do you get to so it's obviously a golf podcast. Do you get to play a lot on the tour? Do you do you put that into your tour? Like, do you want to be able to experience different courses? Do you like golf at all? So, no, I'm, 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 by the way, I'm a huge yeah, golfer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge golfer. I just got done surgery, so I haven't been able to hit uh, hit any clubs yet. But the first time I'm going to swing a club is tomorrow morning at Fenway. What? They're, yeah, Jesus. they're letting me hit golf balls at Fenway. I don't know. Like, like a oh, pitching like, wedge out of the... No, I don't know. I think it's like a top golf experience. No oh, my Sometimes God. they do that at sports stadiums where they like set it up with different yeah. targets and everything like that. So they, they must be doing that at Fenway. Yeah, they're doing it at Fenway. And then uh, that'll be the first time I swing a club again. But um, so during the pandemic, yes. Right. But, but what, was ha- what we were doing was we were just getting balls. Because we were in fields. We were in like huge, huge fields. So we and I and we and I played over it at, uh, at Scottsdale National. Yeah. yeah. And so I got and I got fitted for PXGs. Oh. Okay. So I had these PXGs Ooh. and I had gotten fitted by TaylorMade also. So I had TaylorMades and PXGs fitted for me, but everyone was hitting them, and we were crushing balls in the middle of fields and just and like we get practice balls and just and then go find see if we can right. find them, but usually not. So speaking of you had surgery right because yeah. Frankie had, had I just something. Hit, I just wanted to, I had an elbow surgery. We and saw a video last night. I just took my first swing yesterday. I was nervous. But how long ago did you get elbow surgery? A month? Tw- 25 days ago. Dude, I want to talk to you about this. Wait, hold I'm- on. What did you get? 
I got um, ulnar nerve transposition surgery. It's 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 your funny bones. So my fingers were going fucking numb. I couldn't feel my fucking fingers anymore. You're gonna get me a my elbow. My elbow was my elbow was a nightmare. They say that you can get this injury as simple as just driving a car, like your elbows, or you fall asleep on a plane like this. It it goes into. Oh, I just hit it and it fucking rang. But he, what he did was he held a pizza review camera for yeah, four years. Yeah, I mean, years I, was hold, I was filming day 40 for five years, so it's like this, and it's just fucking went numb. My hand went numb. So they go oh. in, they get the nerve, they move it. I'm an idiot, cause, and I just listened to you on, two, uh, on, on, on your podcast that you were saying that you think that surgery is a little bit more serious than you thought it was. And I... I'm in the same boat. I didn't take it seriously enough. So, Gabby, like, at Gabby, all. I would say you're still not taking it You know, Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton, right? Yeah. So, Gabby called me after I got out of surgery. She was like, hey, I'm worried about you. And I was like, why? I go, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm, I just had a surgery. I'm good. That's the solve all? Yeah, yeah. Well, if I, don't, if I don't drink, I'm fucking superhuman. Like, you... No one can keep up with me if I don't drink. I'm it's like, I'm on a keeps you down. fucking level. I, I'm, I, I swear to God. I swear to God. I... When I don't drink, I wake up like a million bucks. I'm annoying as fuck. I am like, I'm a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, dude, because your brain's like, finally. <laughs> you know, like, Thank you. Dude, now we can work. I get healthy as shit really quick. Like, yeah. And so, not, and like, I, I shut. I remember on my 40th birthday, the m- month leading up to my 40th birthday, my wife's like, why don't we take a month off of not drinking your home? Let's do a cleanse. I lost 12 pounds the first day. The 12 fir- day? fucking day? pounds the first day i was just doing a cleanse by the way today i'm gonna go do a juice i'm gonna start a juice cleanse after this coffee and i'm doing vino november so i'll do wine but uh i'm gonna start a juice cleanse it rips off me when i don't eat like shit if i just can you know that's why i lost weight the original time i'm getting back to your answer that's okay um the original time i was just doing xanax and ambien just offsetting them and just not eating, just sleeping. And I'm I trying lost, to follow that. I lost like 40 here. pounds in a month. <laughs> and still lost the weight loss challenge. But yes. So Gabby Reese was like, hey, just so you know, when they put you under, they're technically killing you. Right. And I was like, really? I remember the guy saying to me when I got out, and he was like, I coughed. And he went, oh, yeah, cough it up. And in my head, I was like, I have sensitive lungs. Like, I can't be around vaping. I'm not going to be around vaping, but like, but like, uh, I like if one the, I can be around like a jewel, but if someone's like hitting the one that goes, I, I end up feeling it. And so I coughed, no joke. I, I had a a nagging cough for three months because I I felt like I was getting all that shit out of my lungs still. And it was like what I needed to do was run, and I wasn't allowed to do any exercise. Right, but it it fucks you up, man. I was. I really, my, I'm the fattest I've ever been right now, and it's all because of that goddamn surgery. Right. Because I couldn't use my arm. There's depression was involved because you're like, you're panic, uh, the trauma. Like when I, I got out, my nerve. Did you have a nerve agent on your arm where they block ner- block your nerve? They didn't do anything. For so me. what did what surgery did you have exactly? Like I ripped all the tendons off, not all of them, uh, over half of the tendons off my tri- off my tricep. Yeah, that's a real surgery. <clears throat> yeah, and so and Damn. it had retracted. I did it in Serbia filming my movie. Right. And I did it like a month, month and a half before my surgery. Because I know I'm not getting surgery in Serbia, for Christ's sake. <laughs> no offense, Serbia, but I don't think you want it there either. And <laughs> and uh, and they ha- it had retracted into my arm, so they had to pull it down. Ooh. And it was just and they gave me a nerve block, and I went to got home that night after the surgery, and I couldn't feel my hand, and 
You ever meet a guy? Oh, it's my agent. Um, he's talking about tickets for UFC tonight. You ever meet a guy who goes, yeah, man, I lost feeling in my arm and I just cut it off. And you're like, why would you do that? Yeah. I know why you do that. It is when you couldn't feel your hand, it is fuck that. I was panic attack all night because they're like, it should, you should get feeling in six hours. Six hours goes by nothing. 12 hours goes by nothing. 17 hours and I'm like, I'm cutting the arm off. <laughs> Dude, is the nerve block because it's so painful if you were to feel it? So they're just like you don't get feeling why they, it heals. They were like, they were like, trust me, you want the nerve block. And the, and the guy goes, trust me, if it lasts for like two days, call us and, and then we'll be concerned. But he goes, but he goes, if you can get it to last for two days, you're a lucky man. And I Got went it. really. He goes, it'll wear off. It's gonna wear off. You're gonna be fine. But you know, in two days, call us. But if you get two days, you're a lucky man. And I was like, fuck that. And then it started. In the middle of the night, I, I started being able to, like, because you can't move your hand. You're saying to yourself, move your hand, and you can't That's move That's so fucking That's weird. Horrible. You're going like this, move. You're going and then move, you're going like, screaming at it. Yeah. And then it starts to wear off. I'm so like, is it something fuck. in your brain that you actually block, like, the idea? It blocked the nerve in your back. Dude, I was like, filming you, a video you not when move he, your when he put it in. He put it in, and I was filming a video, and my arm went like this, and, I went, and it collapsed, <laughs> and I went, <laughs> And so he... Uh, but when and then and then I was like, oh, cool, I'm getting movement. And then I'm and then I'm like feeling it in my, I'm feeling it come alive here. Yeah. And then I'm like, nice. And then it goes to pain. my elbow, and I'm like searing fucking pain. I'm like, oh, I want that nerve block back. <laughs> and my, but they wouldn't give me good pain pills because they knew who I was, and so they were like, nah. Dude, I know this guy. Fuck. He's old dude. That he just got his leg taken off, and he says he could still feel no. his fucking toes. Right. No. So he has no. Bro, I'm telling you. No leg says he can feel his toes. His toes are brand new surgery. He's got him in a box. It's a brand new surgery. Something about your brain. Like, you have to get used to not having a leg. Like, he has. Phantoms, limbs, and. Yes, he feels itching. He he feels an itch on the bottom of his foot, and he can. There's nothing there. Yeah. It makes you go fucking insane. Yeah, that's a different level of insanity. You think about, like, I think about Tiger. Since this is a golf podcast. Yeah. You think about all the surgeries he's had. Yeah. Like, that dude has destroyed his body. Like, destroyed his body. And I respect the fuck out of that. Like, you go, like, like you look at, like, fucking Greg Norman. He's still scuba diving. He's, like, fucking living on a yacht. He looks great. He's having cocktails. Yeah, part of me goes, you didn't work hard enough, buddy. (laughs) Unless you're Tiger hobbling. Like hobbling onto the fucking knee ape. shredded, back yeah. fused. It's he's, he's gonna had... do two canes, you know, like moving around. He's, dude, yeah. dude. Okay, let's do this. Uh, best foursome that you could play with. Pro foursome has to be pros. Uh, not current. They can be retired. Had to have yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, whoop. So, um, look, whoop's great because it gives you a lot of uh, information on your body. So you might think, you know, you might have a little bit of a, a feeling how your body's doing, how recovered you are, how much sleep you're getting, but you don't really know. You don't know how to optimize it. You're not sure what's better for you exactly when you should go to sleep. When should you wake up? Should you try to be doing this or that a little bit better? Whoop is the answer to all of that. Um, I was uh, laughing with some friends this past weekend. I was at a wedding in Austin, having a nice time. And we all decided to look at our graphs and they're all incredibly similar from your recovery over the week. And it just goes green, green at the beginning of the week, starts to get a little bit yellow, starts to get a little bit yellow. And then, you know, Saturday, Sunday, you wake up just a dead person. And then again, Monday after a nice sleep Sunday, uh, you kind of have a full recovery. 
this whole thing gives you, and they give you push notifications now too about, you know, what time I, I get a nice notification. It's like, Hey, in the next hour or two, you really should try to get to bed. And, uh, and it just helps you. It helps you kind of keep your body at the highest performance rate with all the things that you like to do in your life, um, as best as you possibly can. My so, graph actually exposes me for how lame I am. My Saturday and Sundays are high in the greens because I just like sit and <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> I just like drink a lot of water and I get good rest. So my my Saturday and Sundays yeah. there, I mean, one of these looks like it's ninety one percent. So I, I had a you know, I had a pretty good weekend in terms of sleep. I got eight hours and nineteen minutes of sleep last night. That's the best part of whoop for me. Now that I know or it tells me how much sleep I get every night, I cannot even imagine not knowing how much sleep I get. Because then I really do base my day off, oh, Riggs got eight and a half hours of sleep last night. That's really Crushed good. it last night. I'll say it's easier out here because we're two hours behind. So it's like Sunday night football is over by nine o'clock or whatever. Oh, and we've got daylight savings going on now. So I, I didn't make it. I fell asleep at 1028 last night because my body was like, we usually go to bed at 1130. So now it's happening. No more sunsets after 5 p.m. That's a nightmare. <sighs> yeah. Well, Riggs also just entered the time where he's two hours behind us. So you change from Pacific time to mountain time. That's why yeah, how Arizona, about, it's like, just pick one. Just Arizona just expect. doesn't. No, they just don't do daylight savings. Arizona's right. stance is like, how come you guys are all flipping your clocks and shit around? We're the only ones doing it. We just, whatever the time is, the time is. It's amazing. When did they that, part ways on that? Because it's, kind of, it's just annoying for like meetings and all the you know, stuff that normal people have to do over the course of the day. You guys are just out. They're probably looking at us like, why aren't you guys doing what we're doing? 100%. We didn't change anything. Like, we're not changing anything. first? Whoever was first is right, my No, like, you guys had to be first because you guys are the only ones changing things. We, like, actually, I would say Arizona was clearly first because everyone was just living all the time. And then the rest of the world was like, we're actually going to just, we're going to one day, we're just going to change all the clocks in the world for half the year. Everyone's like... Why the fuck are you do? What right. do you mean? You're but why is Arizona allowed to be the only ones that don't do that? Because they've taken a stand. So they're just yeah. pretentious douchebags. The conversation around these <laughs> states always is the conversation around forty nine states, and they're the only one. Forty nine other states are literally just adhering to the rules. But the conversation surrounding these dates is always like, why do we still do this? And Arizona's way back up in the corner, being like, we don't, we don't do it anymore. Does that does that make them like right or wrong? What do you think about that? You like that, that they do that? I would prefer if, if we, you know, if the time always stayed the same. And I don't like it where we're at now because if we head into winter, it gets dark so early and it's just yuck. I hate that. So you like that one state cha- that doesn't do it? I think they've made a stand on something that's important and that <laughs> I think everyone should follow. Yeah. Doesn't affect you, Frankie. You can just let Arizona do whatever they want. I know. I'm just sometimes, I don't know. If it was any state, I'd just be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? But they're right. No, I don't know right. Oh, you pick daylight savings. Um, no, it's you just, know, defending. Yeah, like, why? Why? Right why? or wrong in this? It's like it's just the time of the day. You just have a different hour, so you now make it difficult on the rest of the people that aren't doing that hour. Let's talk about vaccines next. <laughs> I can see a connection here. You know, one guy doesn't want to do it. Let's Everyone talk- else is doing the vaccine. Let's, you know. Ooh, boy, I think that's a wanna, podcast. Okay, I'll gotcha. say Pam Whoop, is my okay. name. Okay, can help. Right now, Whoop is offering 15% off going on right now with the code foreplay at checkout. That's one word, F-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y at checkout. You go to Whoop.com, enter foreplay, save 15%, W-H-O-O-P.com, foreplay, 15% off. Get all kinds of information on your sleep, which is getting trickier now if you're in Arizona, but if you're somewhere else, 
Maybe it isn't because you guys are on the same time zone, which is what we're talking about, which is how we got to whoop, which is how you get 15% off because you're listening to the show foreplay. You put that code in and you get 15% off. You go to whoop.com. Um, do you Tiger, want to go first? Tiger Woods is. Tiger's in all of ours. At least yeah. he's definitely in all of ours. He's in all of ours, yeah. Okay. I'm also putting Rory in mine. I love Rory. Yeah. I'm a big Rory guy. I think he'd okay. be a good time. It's his walk. You ever see it? You ever see his walk? He's got this cocky walk to him. He bounces. And there's something about it when you're at a tournament and you see him. You yeah. could just see the top of someone's head bouncing. You're like, that's Rory. <laughs> he's got a baseball just, bat between his legs. He walks like yeah. it's, he's walks as confident as possible. I'm trying to think who else. Do you have anybody else who would definitely be well, in yours? Yeah. See, okay. Immediately, I want like Bryson. I want. I want uh, I want uh, Brooks. I want I want. I mean, that's all the guys playing right now. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, Dustin, like I want all them. But I'm, if we're gonna be honest, I mean, no doubt John Daly. I was gonna say, it feels like right. you and John Daly would get along great. Dude, can I tell you, I have a chance of meeting and playing with John Daly. Are you gonna do it? Uh, are you fucking kidding me? What? So the guys at Loudmouth, you know Loudmouth? Yeah, the, yeah, clothing company. Yeah, I know them. We were talking about doing something together, and uh, and it was funny. They they bought. We did a, an auction to play around the golf, but I had, I had surgery, so I couldn't play. But I had already sold the the right the opportunity to play with a foursome with me. So I told him, I said, I'm have a sub play for me for our team, but I'm going to come here. And I told the guy, I said, hey, man, I'm really sorry that I can't play. I apologize. And he goes, i got to be dead honest with you. I just want to drink with you. And I was like, well, no I can do that way. too. And so we got fucking wasted, had a blast. And he told me, he's like, I'd love, he goes, selfishly, I'm doing this out of business. I want to do something with you. He goes, I think you're right for loudmouth. I know you're into golf. Yep. I think we should collab. And I was like, let's do it. And I said, selfishly, I just want to meet John Daly. <laughs> and he was like, literally, that can happen. He's in Clearwater at a bar every night. And I was like, done. I fucking love John Daly. Would you let him hit a ball out of your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I, I have... Yeah, yeah, because I thought the fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I would because, just because of the picture, because of the picture, right? Like it, even if it goes south, which would be horrible. Dude, but it went south for him. He 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 put well, a Paige fucking Brannick he a put a T in his fucking asshole. Paige, oh no, it was out of your Paige. ass. Well, so first she, she hit a ball out of my mouth. That was a couple years ago, and then like a, then a years after that, she put a T in my ass, Dude, and pull she up hit the picture. I'll pull the picture. Pull the picture. Chunk out of my ass. Wait yeah. until you see that one. It's just a big bruise on my ass. You will yeah, never you want believe. A skill shot out of that. But you I'm glad want. she did that when it was in my ass and not with my face. If she hits you in the head, you're dead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you're. She'll take your jaw off. Driver, <laughs> yes. maybe not. Yeah, yeah. You think you'd live? Well, I'm not gonna let her hit a fucking wedge. <laughs> <laughs> take a little divot out of your cheek. <laughs> Well, that was a question. Are those tour blades? We, yeah, talk, we talked about this the other day on the podcast. If we were going to in a fight, what club would you go to the fight Hold with? Hold on, we got the video. Oh here. boy, That's you should have been. You should have taken the box. Oh, oh, oh man! Oh. <laughs> and then there should be a jingle. Is she just walks away? Look at she this. feels so oh, bad. Dude, she smacked that so hard and just, it threw both cheeks. Just me. Then there's a picture on my Instagram of uh, of oh. the bruise that it left me. It bruised up right away. Is it still up there? I follow Pace Branding. Yeah, she's yeah. great. We've done a, we've so done a bunch of people. videos with her. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm like a, a, a closeted golfer. Like, I don't think people think I golf because I party the way I do. But, yeah, I love Do you party on the golf course? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'd say, yeah. Well, I didn't know if that was yeah. like your one place of, no. of serenity. Yeah, that's Sometimes, your healing spot. Yeah. You do four yeah. hours of like, let's so get it back my together. Whole, my whole life, um, all through high school, every Saturday, Sunday, I had to wake up at uh, like 530 in the morning to get out to the course, be the first ones out at like 6.10 with my dad and his buddies. And we would play a round of golf so fucking fast. I mean, like, I, not, not even joking, 
I, I'll call my dad. And I, I, it, like, it's astounding how fast we can play golf. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, my, oh, I thought you were calling my dad. Give <laughs> oh, my dad's a, number. That's a there, t- there's that's that bruise. That's, that's what happened. That is rough, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That dude. reminds me of getting paddled. Oh, yeah. You guys got paddled for that live show. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, but no, but I got, I we got paddled. I was thinking that bear attack on the show. We bear got paddled. Uh, that way. And, hey, Dad. Listen, when we, I'm on a podcast. When, we were, when we, I was a kid, we played with golf with, uh, in the mornings. How fast did we play around 18? About two hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Depending if you lost a lot of balls. Yeah. All right. I love you. I'll two talk to you later. Hours. That's, were you guys running? Hour and nine? The lying. My dad was a big advocate of ready golf. Yeah. He was like, but you got to go. be playing some decent How golf playing two hours. Group? There's yeah, yeah, four yeah. people playing in two four hours. Four people. Four people. Everyone's hitting I mean, at the same time. But dude, no, no, know. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what at a certain it? point, to play in two hours, it's like. Oh, we would fly. Dude, that's tee to green golf. There's no searching for balls. Like you guys are playing some pretty good. I was I was a really good golfer when I was younger. Right, you have to like, be. To be playing I would. That fast. Yeah. I remember we played Hilton Head um, one time, and I was like, at the turn, I was under, I was under par, and Holy I was shit. like, and my dad's like, buddy, you're fucking crushing it right now. This is maybe my freshman year in college, and then I, and then as I, as I went in college, I this is gonna sound weird. This, there's like a Dave Matthews effect, and I hate to use Dave Matthews. I like Dave Matthews, but I. As people started picking up golf, I started walking away from it because I was like, I'm watching my friends learn golf, and I'm like, I'm not playing with you. Like, I'm I want to play with people that can play, and I and so I started stepping away from it. And then I became a guy that people didn't know I played golf. And then you'd watch me play, like they go, "Bert, you want to play?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll play with you guys." And I'd get there, and they go, "Oh, you got nice clubs." And I'd be like, "Oh, thanks." And then I'd tee off, and I'm, I've always been able to hit the ball very long, and uh, and they'd be like, "Holy shit!" This is a perfect example. Uh, and by the way, I'll call this guy just to, just so that we're clear. <laughs> I love it. And by the way, uh, so we don't think you're lying to us by any. No, that's no, yeah. <laughs> so so we're in Serbia, uh, and my exec for the movie yep. is grew up in Augusta, grew up in Augusta, so golfer. And he's like, "Hey, we should go play golf." And I was like, "Okay." So there's one golf car, car, course in in Belgrade. It's far out. It is a hardcore municipal course. Like, I mean, it is. You at, at times you just see a bunch of flags in a field, and you're like, okay. <laughs> but the greens are all like three. No, no par four is. I want to say no par four is over three fifty. Wow. So every green's drivable. Every green is drivable. And so we get out there. He does all he knows is that he's making a movie about me, and I party my balls off. But I know the guy. He's a good friend of mine now. We bring a bunch of rosé out, and we have to rent clubs. We have to rent clubs in Serbia, Serbia. Oh, and they, and if you think the course is bad, the clubs are worse. <laughs> <clears throat> the balls were horrible. They had they had one set of balls you could pick from. They were like, oh yeah, there you go, the kind you'd get at like Big Five. So we go out to the first hole, and I'm like, it's a dogleg over, over water, but I'm like, I even when you know they measure it, I go, I think this is very drivable. First hole, I drive the green, and I drive. Very close to the fucking pit. Holy shit. And he's like, what? The? No, but it's not. Like, if you played it, you'd do the same thing. Anyone in America that has a decent game would be like, I think I can reach it. Okay. I, at it, we played nine holes. I swear to God, I drove four greens. Wow. And, 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 and the other ones were like, uh, 
up by the bunker. Up like it was just so fucking easy. And he was like, "This is fucking crazy. I've never seen this before." And I was like, "No, it's just like I, I've always been able to hit it. I've always been able to hit my drives long. I've good club speed." But uh, but yeah. So when I'd play with people, they'd always be like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. Like, no, you just think it's just like deceptive. You know, like when I the fact that I can run a marathon and people are like, "What?" And you're like, "Yeah, I just." I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just mine never matters sometimes. It's a good place to be because you never want to have expectations on the golf course. Like, you don't want people to have expectations of a good golf game because then you're always disappointing them. Oh, I just like, did that. I just did that. I told everyone I'm amazing. Right. Yeah, now, going now, forward, yeah, people right. are going to be now, going forward, everyone's going to be like, this I got to see. Right. You were in a good spot. Yeah, I was in a good spot. Every person you shocked. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I heard we you, could hit, you could hit four greens in we, Serbia. We used to play every, fo- when I first moved to LA, we played every day 36 holes. Every Fucking Who was, day. Did you have like the same crew that you'd go out with? Me, Gary Valentine. Um, uh, I think Kevin James used to play sometimes mm-hmm. with us. Um, uh, Scott Henry and uh, J- this guy Jackie. Like just a, it was a. But me and Gary were every day same cart. We were like best friends, and we played thirty six holes every fucking day. Gambled, and that is when that's when my game got really fucking good. Like when I was twenty seven, twenty six. Dude, I was on the course, and I had money, and I didn't have a TV show, and I was just like, and, I, and, and they opened this place called Robinson Ranch, and they give us memberships for five grand. Holy five shit. grand cash, you can have a membership. You can play as much as you want. And Kevin James and Gary were at the course, and they're like, Bertsky, we're putting you in for five grand. You in? And I was like, I'm in. And they just put, paid it. I paid them back, and uh, it was awesome. Eric Dickerson used to play out there. It was like a, it was It was like who's who of like, Hollywood retired people, and then me and Gary Valentine. <laughs> it was awesome, man. My, and now, now my daughter is playing golf for her high school, and she's in the state championship. Holy Whoa. shit. Yep. Well, hold on. Okay. Let's pump our brakes. I think this may speak to the level of, uh, of golf in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, she's been playing for about seven months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she is competing at a pretty high level because I, I don't think the levels <laughs> – <laughs> or she has a ringer her. on her team. I, I haven't played with her yet. My daughter Isla, they say, is better, but she's younger. George is a senior, and uh, I'm playing with her for the first time Thanksgiving with my dad and my daughters. I've never played with them. I'm That'll excited. be interesting. Oh, I can't wait to fucking destroy them. <laughs> you, won't, you won't let up on them? Dude, I'm, I'm broken that way. I remember playing tennis with this girl I dated one time in college, and I just was fucking just killing her. She was like, whoa, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm beating Blame you. you. I'm winning this <laughs> match. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck did you want me to do? And she was like, well, I don't know. Let's just, I go, we can volley. If you want to volley, we can do that. But if you want to play a game, what am I supposed to let you win? And I was like, that's not, that's not how games work. Games work where someone beats someone because they're better than them. She was like, but let me win a few. And I go, no, that's not... What am I just supposed to go? Oh, you like get, get better. I did the same thing. Yeah. I actually played a girlfriend in tennis, and we were just like rallying. But then yeah. she just announced the score one time. She was just like, "It's five two. and I was like, "What did you?" And then <laughs> it was just full systems go, and I was yeah. just crushing my serve at her, crushing overheads, and just like not even being friendly. I was just like, "Give me the ball. Let's keep this going, dude." The best. Have you ever seen me play Segura in tennis? Oh yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> and then this is the way I, my brain operates. And he, everyone knows this about me, my, at least my close friends. He's like, I'm taking tennis lessons. And I was like, I'll destroy you. <laughs> and he goes, wait, you've never seen me play. And I said, you've never seen me play. I'll destroy you. And he was like, that, hold on. What if I'm good? And I go, I'm better. I'll destroy you. And he was like, great, we're doing a tennis match. I aced him. 
maybe 45 times. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He could not he could not get his racket onto the ball. He was swinging and missing and it would hit the side and shoot up in the air and he was like and and it stopped being funny very quickly and everyone like everyone first like come on Tom and then it was just so got sad. It, his tennis coach, we, he had a coach. His tennis coach is like uh, I, I can't help you, man. He's like, he's got a Division One serve. He's like, and then the, that was my second service. My first service was like fucking, like I have a very strong serve. But this is what what I'm doing is bragging about my white privilege. I grew up on a country <laughs> club. So, like, obviously all the, the trappings of like, I'm a really good swimmer. I'm a good golfer. I'm a good tennis player. And that's it. That's you play pickleball? One of my biggest passions in this world right now is pickleball. We travel with a pickleball court on our bus. <laughs> Shut up. I swear Let's to go God. play. I, and we, he's, this guy over here loves pickleball. Uh, yeah. He's a paddle player, love, man. Love, yeah, love, paddle tennis. Love, love, yeah, yeah. love. Have you seen the one they do in uh, Spain? Spain. Yeah, yeah. Where they get, Padel? They, yes. Yes, they go outside the glass cage. <laughs> Damn it, dude. I've never played that. I, I would love that to play so, so bad. So Can bad. I tell you, I want to get into badminton now. <laughs> badminton looks fucking badass. I watched a video on like the best badminton player of all time. It's that's a game, dude. We would go when we were. This is how great the pandemic tour was. Yeah. We would go and tour they, was a huge word. Tour there. was big. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would take our bus into just a parking lot, and and we would just use the lines for parking spaces yeah, as up. our lines, and just spray paint in the just spray because chalk is so fucking hard. Spray paint a court. In the middle of a target, and then be like, "Great, we got our court." And then we would play, and then we just leave. And if any anyone else would be like, "What is that?" But anyone that knew t- pickleball would be like, "That's a good pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good setup, it's right?" A regulation there. pickleball court. Yeah, dude, I love pickleball. It's a great game. I love it. I was telling these guys, my brother and I, we entered a pro tournament down in Florida, and we got. So wait, how good is good? Because uh, no, no, no. So we got waxed. We took the first group to like a tiebreak or whatever. Like you played a fifteen, I think. Yeah. Um. So I think I was like sixteen, fourteen. But then we we dropped off, and then we did the brother thing where you want to kill one another, who's fault to, and then it, it really dropped off the table. But I thought that's the best. I lo- I'll play any racket game under the sun. I, dude, I, we got really into ping pong in Serbia. Another good one. We had a ping pong table, and I never really played much ping pong. But if you're a racket guy, then everything comes pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And that guy Kale that I said, he is a hardcore racket guy. And then one of our guys that worked on the thing was like, "Oh, I'm in," and he shows up and he has a racket, ping pong racket that is weighted and the head's this big. And he goes, "I practice on this one." And we're like, "Oh, this goose a gamer." And then this German dude and this Dutch guy came in, and they were. Ballers, ballers, and they would listen to Ramstein when they played. It was like, dude, it was. Oh God, I want to. I, all we, I mean, we got a ping pong table here. They go crazy. Oh, we have a, there's this a thing called stool streams in here, and we just play ping pong all day. And they they basically just film us like in tournaments. It's, it's the stream, greatest yeah. thing that's ever happened to me in my I life. I've seen that. I'll yeah, it's just like to be able to play backyard games for competition, and people get to watch you and like bet on it. It's just oh. the coolest thing of all time. Who did we talk to the other day? Was it Bubba that said someone had a backhanded ping pong? Oh, it was um, Matt Co- oh Matt Every. No, no, but he said Coocher does. Or no, oh, Coocher's supposed no, it's to be Burger. A Daniel Burger, golfer Daniel Burger. He, he they play a lot of ping pong. And he has a two-handed ping pong backhand. Backhand. And they said you've never seen anything like it. He, said he it actually every attacks time. it with the two hand and with the top spin. I'm like, how does he get two hands on the? Right, little- it feels like See, you can't. 
pivot fast no. enough to go over here and then here. No. I think there is a theory to be made that the greats in any sport were left with that sport bored. Meaning like, yeah. Yeah. like... They had to think about it and do it their own way. Like, I feel like like when I, when I played Tom in tennis, I felt like what the advantage I had was all those summers from like third grade to eighth grade where I was left at a tennis court by myself, mm-hmm. and I was just and I was waiting calling for my mom to pick one me of the up. Right now. Yeah, and you and you're just sitting there going, "Yeah, I am calling my <laughs> No, but I'm just sitting there going, like fucking around with a ball, seeing what I can do with a tennis ball and a racket. And then one day you implement that into your game, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like Tiger, totally. Tiger is one of those guys who was just sitting at a course all day long and was like, "Well, fuck." Maybe this will work. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just fuck it. around, and then you start fucking around. And I think that is what leads to like. Greatness in sports is just being bored with your like just sitting. Like, do you remember when you fell in love with golf? I remember when I fell in love with golf, and I was laying in bed, and I had the balls we played with, and I was in bed with the balls, and I was rolling them around. It was in Philadelphia. I was probably ten. Oh no, it must have been. no. Yeah, I was probably ten years old, maybe nine, and. We had played golf at this place called Aronimic, uh, and I had the balls left. And my uh, my uncle and my cousins were all members, and they brought me. I was from Florida. And I remember looking at, uh, it was Pinnacle Balls, and I was just, and they were like yellow. They were they looked like Caddyshack. I remember being, it was, Caddyshack had just, not just come out, I think it just come out maybe. And I fell in love with golf, and I, it's like I couldn't get enough. I wanted to get back out and do it. And that I think that I, I wonder if that ever happened with Tiger. I wonder if it was just ingrained in him, or if he had that moment where he goes, "Oh, I fucking love this." No, shit. it was ingrained. It was yeah, ingrained. but he also had the coaching. Like I think that person is like Bubba too. Bubba is just oh, Bubba, dropped right. at a golf course and then he figured out how to hit it left, right, and every which way. Doesn't need a coach. Doesn't right. need any of that Nothing. stuff. But Do you like remember Tiger that? Was... Do you remember that as a kid? Dude, I mean, I remember. I remember sitting at uh, at uh, on a driving range. Just not having nothing to do, and then going like, "What happens if I move my feet? Like, what happens if I step in here?" Yeah, and learning a draw, learning a fade, and going like, "Oh, shut the fuck up!" Yeah. Like th- those were the funnest moments in golf. And then you take them on the course, and they never worked the way you thought they would. I never really still understand a draw or a fade. Like when they go, "Oh, he's going to fade this to par three. He's going to fade it." I'm like, "Why don't you just hit it straight? Like, why not just what the fuck?" But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that good. I'm it is amazing when you think back. I don't know if I've ever thought about what I fell in love with first. I think it might be the aesthetic of golf. I think I was super young, hearing like, and my dad would take me at like 7 a.m. tea time. We'd wake up at like 5.30, get breakfast, and like getting excited for that, like the thing that my dad did on the weekends. I was like, now I get to join with him. But I think like the sound of like the carts going by and just like that morning fog and dew. The smell. Something about that was like, oh, this shit's like otherworldly. Like now yeah. – this is like a real special place. Like it had nothing to do with the swing or the actual sport. I think it had everything to do with like the aesthetic of the place. Yeah. This is going to sound patriarchal, but do you think it had? Because I now that you say that, I go. I remember being allowed into the uh, the men's club at Carrollwood. Like they had a men's club, and women weren't allowed in, and you had to be like, I think you had to be like sixteen to be in there. And I remember going in at like eleven years old, and my dad's like, "Come on in, we'll, have, we'll get a burger." And you're like, and just all of a sudden you're like, like walking a little, like yeah. hands a little closer, walking a little taller, like, so Mr. Kaler, <laughs> I'm and big then, boy now. Yeah, and then you and like 
there is something about being welcomed in to like a man sport when you're a child and they're like you know and, they, and then they pay you the little compliment you got a good short game and you're, oh. like, you're like oh thanks a lot I appreciate Ms. Rorf <laughs> It's like that in all sports. Uh, baseball, walking through the tunnel, seeing the green grass for the first time. You fall yeah. in love with it. But it baseball's different because, like, I, I, I was in love with baseball, but I was in love with baseball for a different reason. But baseball, you always played with your peers. Right. Like, you never, right. like, the coaches were all, I mean, I grew up with fucked up coaches, but, like, baseball, you always played with your peers. So it was something you could, like, for us, it was something you could do outdoors in the summer. But you do it on the summer, and then you do it all day, and, the, and that, then you go to practice, then you have games that night, and it was like... Baseball was different for me than golf. Yeah, it was like the way your dad treated it, I think, is the big one. Where it's like your dad like brought you into this like man's world, for this sure. man's game. You were like, oh, shit. And I only played golf a handful, handful of times growing up. Uh, but that was like hockey for me because I would play hockey and then see my dad play. But like sometimes you played in the men's league with your dad and you were like, oh, shit, this is the locker room. Like dudes are having beers yeah. over there. Basketball like, was like that. Basketball was like that. You could play basketball with like – when we were in high school, we were in ninth grade, you could go down to uh, is, uh, the Harbor Island Athletic Club, and my buddy came in, uh, his dad was a member, and we'd go down, and we'd play, and they, then they'd play a men's game, mm-hmm. and then every now and then they'd be like, why don't you guys come in, and you play with the men's, and they'd guard you, they would let you you know, get shots off, they wouldn't fucking do stuff. <laughs> do what you're going to do to your kids <laughs> Do later. what you do, yeah. Yeah, to your daughters, just be like, Maybe they did, actually and that's put that out, that's for triple. Dude, I remember getting fouled by a man and being like, what the fuck? And he was like, hey, man, you're in the paint. And you're like, <laughs> fouled by a man. I'll Dude. never forget, I, I played goalie, and um, I was playing the men's league. They just, like, popped me in there, and, like, a man took a slap shot, and I caught it in the chest with, like, kids gear on it, and I was like, ooh. And then somebody skated over to him and was like, chill out, dude. The kid's, like, set. You just got to learn. Right. Tie your skates, bitch. I, uh, there, was a, there was a boy that – um. There's a boy that my, one of my best – it's his son, my best friend. We got t- season tickets to the Rams game. This is going to – I'm going to sound horrible in a second. And Perfect. so we, uh, we're we pre-partying and we're having a drink outside, getting ready to drive into the Rams game. And he comes out in the Seahawks jersey. He is m- maybe 10 years old at the time, I'm guessing. And uh, he's in a Seahawks jersey. They're playing Seahawks. I go, hey, man, uh, go inside and change your fucking jersey. And he goes, I'm a Seahawks fan. I was like, your dad and I just bought season tickets to the Rams. You're a Rams fan now. And he was like, Seahawks fan. And I was like, dude, seriously? And he goes, I bet you they win. I go, I bet you they don't. And he goes, how much? I said, I bet $250. And he goes, okay, deal. I said, you don't have $250. <laughs> and he goes, I can get it. And I said, no, no. I want to bet you something that is matters to you. And he goes, what? And I was like, okay, if the Rams win, I get, I get to cut your hair. And he goes, deal. And I went, hold on, think it through. If the Rams win, I get to cut your hair. If the Seahawks win, I'll give you 250 bucks. And he goes, deal. And his dad walks out. And I go, why don't you run this by your dad? And he goes, dad, I'm betting Bert. If the Seahawks win, he gives me 250. And he goes, and if they lose, he goes, then he cuts my hair. And his dad goes, okay. Mind you, this is Sunday. The first day of school is Monday. First day of school is Monday. So he's like, deal, deal. And he goes, all right. So we all pack in the car, my family, his whole family. And I am giggling the whole ride, right? I don't give a fuck about $250. We get to the game. 
Rams destroy the Seahawks. It's their first game. No, first game. No. I am drunk Tell me now. It's a big year. I'm it's drunk like now. Freshman year in high school. Or something. No, no. He's like, I think he's in like fourth grade. <laughs> oh, I'm drunk no. now, and we're going home, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I can't stop laughing because I'm Googling pictures of bad haircuts. One, I'm going to fuck this kid's head up. So I go by my house. I get my clippers. We go into the backyard. Kids, on, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. The first thing I do is I cut his bangs like Simple Jack from Dropping Thunder. <laughs> oh, no. And, and as I pull back, he's 10. He looks at me and goes, does it look cool? <laughs> I go, oh, buddy, you didn't think this bet through. It's not going to give you a cool haircut. I go, I go, you thought I wanted to cut your hair? Like, that was one of my, my biggest pleasures would be getting to cut <laughs> like your you're hair. Like you're a pervert. Like, you got a hair fetish. Yeah, he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, man, I'm fucking your head up. And he was like, wait, what? And I went, this is how you raise a man. You didn't think the bet through. And his dad goes, buddy, when Bert said he's going to cut your hair, he's fucking your head up. And he goes, I got to go to school tomorrow. And we're like, this is, and, and then I keep cutting his hair. And I just cut it so it looks like a helmet. Like, <laughs> oh, and shit. It, and, I'm, and, and I'm shaving the back. And, and he's like, wait, I don't, wanna, I don't want this bet anymore. And we're like, that's, that's not, not how, how works. that works. Nope. Now the girls come out. And by the way, we're recording all of this. We're Mom's recording crying. all of this. Girls come out. They start laughing fucking hysterically he looks like he needs to be institutionalized <laughs> like he looks like a fucking lunatic and then and then he started crying and my uh. wife comes out she's like you're a fucking bully and i was like this is how you raise men sometimes you gotta take a slap talk shot to the chest sometimes you get fouled in the paint sometimes they let you play golf with them and they treat you with respect and you feel and sometimes they cut your hair and they fucking make you look like a dickhead and you will never make a bet there is no chance that Carter Grusin, I'll say his fucking name, that Carter Grusin will ever lay down a, a, a chancy parlay in college. He will think that parlay through. He will never call his mom and dad and go, I lost 210 on the Packers and the over. Right. Never. Fucking never. Because Burt Kreischer fucked his head up when he was 10 years that old. That is fucking incredible. <laughs> Holy shit. Ugh. I, I think I, we, I think we got to wrap. Yeah, we got to get you out of here. Um, KFC Radio. This has been so. You got much MSG fun. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get my voice to rest. Do, um, do you get like more nervous about playing in New York, or is it like no, the same shit? Same. It's the same. Tallahassee. I was a little nervous, uh, but it's the same. I mean, I mean, it's it's funny. I, you know, I was in Boston last night. You think you'd be nervous? I'm, and I actually thought about that oddly enough on stage last night. I thought there was a time in my career where if I performed in Boston, I would want to curtail my material to make sure they liked it. And and then I realized, oh, that was the big mistake you make when you're young. What you want to do is just be yourself and do the That's thing That's why you they're do. there. That's why they're there. And so everyone that is here has seen my specials. They know what I do. I take my shirt off, I drink, and I tell the machine. Ultimately, that's everything you need to know about me. And it's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, Every it's so yeah. fucking awesome. Um, I remember watching that. Like where can people find tickets ago. if they want to get them? Uh, tonight, uh, uh, com. I, I think it's sold out, but... Uh, we always open up tickets. We always hold tickets till the end. Okay. And we open them up at the last minute because there's always people that want them at the last minute. So I think we opened up, I think last night they opened up 100 tickets. Okay. And so so right. it's a pretty big room. So keep an eye out for the whole tour. How long is the tour going for? Until I die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was looking at the dates before we got on here. You're going until May. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. It's November. Yeah, and then I think I go right into movie. I'm doing, I think we're going doing two movies back to back and then... And then, and then when the year starts up, it's fucking big. Like, we, I have big fucking plans for the beginning of 2023 is, if I, I, I will, 
I will slow down my drinking, lose weight, and get healthy because 2023 will be the funnest year of my life. Yeah, Without okay. a doubt, I haven't announced anything yet. What a okay. Jesus. But I, to, starting in January of 2023, and I'll tell you when I'm when I'm off, and you're gonna go shut the fuck up. The beginning of 2023 is the start of the funnest year of my life. And now, granted, I just had a year where I made a made a movie um, uh, uh, about my life. I did a TV show uh, with with Rosario Dawson one, and Jennifer Nettles, two most beautiful women in the world. And I've toured. I'm starting to do arenas. I hung out with Aaron Rodgers. I did the fucking <laughs> Florida State for the first time. I'm having a great year now. 2023 is going to knock its dick in the Holy dirt. Holy shit. Wow. wow. I yeah. can't wait to hear what this what is. What a tease. Yeah. So, All right. Thanks again for coming. Pleasure. Thank you for doing this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.